This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge, and this is the part two of the 50 years of Chelsea, uh, season 2004 to 2005. And as ever, of course, I'm joined by the returning Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Uh, uh, returning from what? Part one? Who? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, indeed. indeed. Thank you. Yes, well, I, I mean, your, your loo and tea breaks are so long, mate. I mean, you know, they can they oh. can sometimes last for an entire day, 24 hours, in fact. Absolutely. Well, I have been in the loo all day. You're yep. absolutely well a- Apart from being on the loo all day, how are you? Very good. Thank you. Very good. Good, good, good. I'm turning my heating on deliberately. This will date this, anybody listening to this. Um, yeah, and I'm wearing uh, uh, um, a big coat in order to do this uh, this podcast. Are you cold but, by any chance? Um that made by one of the uh, the the uh, the downsides of not turning the heating on. Yeah, you haven't got I've, the heating on. Why not? I've got a hot water bottle, um, uh, uh, because uh, it's a matter of principle. Okay, I'm not gonna. Okay, I get it. I know any money, I... any money to the thieving energy company. No, no, I get it. Uh, we're also, of course, welcoming back Mr. Mark Meehan, the genius and the man who knows more about everything than I will ever know, Mr. Mark Meehan. And good evening again, everybody. Thanks for coming back for part two of probably one of the best ever Chelsea seasons in yours and mine and everybody else's yes, supporting life. Definitely, definitely. And uh, we'll get on with that in a minute. Quick uh, plug a Rooney. Uh, for those of you who feel so disposed uh, and want to appreciate what we do, you can sign up uh, to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And if you do, uh, you get to have a dinner date with Jonathan Kidd. Uh, you get a an education an education yeah an educational session with Mark Meehan who can tell you Chelsea facts, and you get to rant at me for as long as you like. So there we go. All all three of those if you if you you know donate enough really. So there you go. Uh, in reality, uh, outside of my twisted and warped mind, you will get a mini uh, Kerry not a mini Kerry Dixon a mini Kerry Dixon banner, 
which is a lovely thing to have. It's a replica of the one that hangs in the Matthew Harding. And uh, you, of course, will get to join our Discord group, which is great fun, fantastic, really lovely, lovely people in there. And occasionally even I post on there. JK doesn't, but I do. Dan does occasionally. Uh, Tony has been known to post in there, and so has Dean. So a few of us get in there and get involved, but they're lovely people. It's great fun. So all of that, what? I like the idea of a mini mini Kerry Dixon. Yeah, I'll talk to him about it. I do as well. Yeah, yeah, I think we I think we should have that for a little for Ker- like a bobblehead one. Yeah, a little Kerry Dixon. Yeah, yeah, okay. like the Corinthians Corinthian figures they used to have. All right, I'll talk to him and see see what he what he says. See if, see see if he will endorse that product like he endorses this product. In fact, so there you go. Anyway, enough plugs from me. Uh, we need to get on with the show, and uh, we left you hanging as we tend to do at the end of two thousand and four. Uh, where Chelsea had done something that we're not too accustomed to before or since, really, which is, you know, winning all of our Christmas period games uh, very handsomely in the case of the home match against Norwich and grinding out a 1-0 against Villa and 2-0 away against Pompey. And that left us uh, top of the league at the end of the year. And, of course, you know, the runes uh, these days always say that if you're top of the Premier League at Christmas, you do go on to win it. But we were seven points clear on 55 points uh, and we had the largest points tally at this stage in the Premier League ever. So uh, it was looking rather promising. Uh, and now we get into part two and we start in January. And uh, Mark, we start with an away match uh, to a tough opponent, of course, in Liverpool, don't we? Yes, indeed. Uh, um, and, and a very happy new year to everybody in 2005, he was lucky enough to go up to Anfield and see a tremendous Chelsea performance because Liverpool were, were no, ne- never any mugs. Um, and I think by then, if I recall, was was Benitez their manager. He was, he was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so they had they had Rafael Benitez. So they were they were a manager. tough opponent in spite of tough. the fact that they had Rafa Benitez as manager. You could say they had indeed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so not not. Yeah, not the club you'd want to go to on New Year's Day um, after the New Year festivities and a 12.45 kickoff. But big, big, big result with a 1-0 victory thanks to young Joseph Cole, who once again came off the subs bench to score a crucial goal. Yeah, and I mean, that that, that comes after him scoring a cracker against Portsmouth as well. He, uh, do you know what? I mean, we didn't really talk about this in part one, JK, but whilst, whilst watching the old ye old DVD back, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, it, it it it. I mean, it shouldn't astonish me at all. But nearly every goal that Joe Cole scored this season was an absolute world. He didn't score tappings. Was a corker. Well, there was the odd. There was the odd tapping, but it was always a flick or a yeah. or a running into the near post deflection. You know, it, it, yeah. Everything. Every goal was 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 absolutely top banana. He was actually um, uh, other than his ill discipline, which we will discover was something that. Uh, um, we came a cropper over um, uh, because uh, he seemed to be like the 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 whipping boy for Jose. Jose needed somebody to to find fault with, and he appeared to be always finding fault with him. And I think that was occasions why he ended up as a sub because every time he came on as a sub, he was outstanding. And and he was, you know, I was talking about it on part one. Um, they were they were all unbelievably skillful. Every single player who came in, but he was a victim of. Uh, of Robin and Duff being such a fantastic combination, so he didn't um, he didn't figure all the time. But uh, so, like being a super sub was what his role was. But it also um, it it suited Mourinho to uh, when he did play him, he tended to to play him from the beginning. He tended to take him off um, 
And as I say, as we will discover in one particular game, he really got the hump with him, took him off. Well, uh, I think that was the home match against Liverpool where he kind of got a bit cocky in Jose's imagination because he thought he'd had a brilliant game, which of course he had. And and, and Jose came out and actually scolded him publicly, didn't he? Yes, yes, which I felt was a very strange thing for manager to be doing. But um, I just felt that that was his role within the squad. No, it happens again, Chidge, doesn't it? It happens in the, the FA Cup. It does, actually. It does. That's I very, think yeah. in, interesting thing about the relationship between Jose and Joe Cole, we were lucky enough a few years ago, and it started out as a small sort of like luncheon with Joe Cole that DJ organised, and I think there's going to be about a dozen of us. And I think it ended up with about 30 people uh, having lunch at the 1905 club with Joe. And obviously that was one of the most obvious questions that Joe got asked. And he actually said that Joe, Jose was the best thing that ever happened to him said he was the best manager he ever played for. Uh, and in the same way he might give him a kick up the jacksie, occasions like that, he was also a brilliant man manager, uh, knowing the right time to put his arm around a person as well. And Joe could not speak highly enough of Mourinho. He thought he was the best person he ever played under and had a remarkable impact on his career. Yeah, And again, you know, Joe's also an absolute... He's also a fantastic person as well. Like, can you imagine an afternoon with about 30 different people and he worked the room incredibly? He gets introduced to everybody, everybody's names, and I always think this is a skill, like a people skill. He remembered everybody's name and he worked the room for several hours that afternoon and he spent time with every single Chelsea fan at that lunch. And I thought, I liked him already. After that, I liked him even more. What, what a man, what a person. Well, I think he's he's added to that skill set by being a really terrific pundit. As oh, well. he is. He is. No, he's and we don't have enough Chelsea people there. No, we don't. Yeah. And yeah. I, I genuinely, I agree with you. I genuinely think he's out. He's outstanding as a pundit. Um, but I, I mean, look, I'm so biased towards Joe Cole. It's not true. I mean, I, I'm sure I've told this story before. I'm sure I've written about it too. In fact, I think I wrote about it in the article that I got him to sign in in CFC UK. So. But I heard about Joe Cole way before he went to West Ham because I went to dinner with a friend of my wife's and her boyfriend was a scout for Everton, but he was working in London. That's That was his patch. And he he, he, he knew I loved football and loved Chelsea. And he, he, he was he was saying, I've, I've, there's this kid that's playing uh, around London at the moment. He might have even been West Ham youth by then, actually. Um, and he said, he said he's the best player I've seen since Gaza. And uh, and then there's this legendary story about uh, when uh, when he was playing for West Ham and Zola was playing for Chelsea and, uh, and they were, you know, and, and basically Joe Cole tried to, you know, in the tunnel was out, out trying to out or show off to Zola about how many flicks he, and keepy uppies he could do and all these kind of things. But this, this, I can't remember the bloke's name now, but he said he's absolutely, he said, remember where you heard it first. He said, this bloke, he's better than Gaza and he's he's going to set the world. He's going to set him alight, JK. He's going to set the world alight. Set him alight, Chelsea. I mean, poor old old Joe didn't quite do that, but I I don't think you can say really he was better than Gaza, but I loved him. I, I, I was so desperate for Chelsea to sign him and of course I was so crestful and he stuck around at West Ham. And the minute he signed for Chelsea, I was just ecstatic. Uh, not least because uh, 
You know, I could wear my number 10 Chelsea shirt with pride again now that Jukanovic had fucked off and shamed the number 10 shirt. Um, so, you know, I was just, I was over the moon when Joe Cole played. And he, he I mean, even though we had Lamps and Terry and Drog, he was always my favourite player. I just, you know, going back to what Mark was saying in part one, JK, he was the kind of player that you get up out of your seat for. Always was. Always would do something special. And it was just so brilliant to see him doing so well. And it was really interesting because actually... I think he went, you know, he was interviewed, wasn't he? It, was, it came across on the DVD. It may have been from a presser or something. But he, he actually, he said exactly what Mark said. He said, no, I, I'm not worried about Mourinho digging me out. It's what I needed and I've become a lot better for it. And I think the proof was in the pudding. Some of those goals he scored were fantastic. Anyway, moving on. Uh, next game is Burra at home. Um, you say that he scored the uh, the goal in the uh, the 1-0? Yes, I did. That's why yeah, we talked yeah. about him. <clears throat> Was it? I thought yeah. we just talked about him and then hadn't mentioned it. Yes, it was catch a... up, catch up, Doris. A rather good volley. It was a rather good volley. That's right. Yeah. Uh, bless you. Yeah, um, Borough JK. Corner, corner headed out. One it's of the a corner. Yeah, oh, it's a corner because um, they uh, um, their ability with set pieces was uh, was phenomenal. It mm. was whoever was taking them and um, well, lamps usually, wouldn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Burrow, I mean, I, I remember this as a somewhat annoying and tedious game, but it was in, in effect, it was all over after 17 minutes. Drogba scored a couple of goals and boom, that was it really, JK, wasn't it? Yes, both uh, yes, both by the drug. Um, uh, but the first one was a great, great skillful goal from uh, from DDA. And um, Joe was involved, passing to Frank. And then uh, Frank just played one of those superb um perfect passes that Frank had that ability to do. It's worth remembering that not only did Frank have a superb engine and was always steaming into the box and also one of the great shots on goal, the number of times, that, the power and the number of times he would, he'd take the goalkeeper by surprise having a dip and and so often it would it would arc into the corner. But the other um, the other great skill that he had was, was Inch perfect passing, and he he just set Drog up absolutely perfectly for the first goal. Yeah. Brilliant. I think I think the other thing about this game as well is it was enabled Chelsea fans to resurrect one of those favourite chants because obviously we beat Middlesbrough two nil again, so we could sing two nil. We always win two nil. Well, you know what? I, I'm go on. Sorry, carry on. That was, that was it. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you this actually because I, I, my memory is not as good as yours, as we all know. Um, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, of course, was was playing for Middlesbrough that day. Was this mm. the uh, Chelsea Borough match where Jimmy took a free kick from about twenty five, thirty yards out and put it into Rosetta, the Matthew Harding upper, who responded with, "What the fucking hell was that?" At which point Jimmy applauded them. Is that is this the match? Don't know, don't know. Cause he certainly got a massive round of applause. Um, I think it was, with... mate, because it's his first it, it time back be. at the bridge. It was his it? first time back, yeah. But he also got a massive round of applause when he was at Charlton. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think it was this match. It was yeah. this game. It was yeah. this game. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely, Definitely. he totally fucked up the free kick, didn't yeah. he? And we yeah. all laughed, and then we went, "What the fucking hell was that? What the fuck you know?" Was and he just turned around, did a bow, and applauded, didn't he? You remember yeah. that? Brilliant. Loved him. Absolutely loved him. Um, proper striker. Proper, proper striker. number nine. Proper number nine. Now, um, we, we then got, obviously, you know, first weekend of the uh, the new year is FA Cup weekend. But before we get into that, um, Babiaro, Celestine Babiaro disappeared around this time of the year, didn't he? And he was our longest serving player at the time, something I never thought I'd read, Mark. 
No, true, but he had a habit of disappearing as well when he was on African Nations, <laughs> Julian. So, <laughs> so another Fabio dis- disappearing. Yeah, but this, this time it was forever, mate. He never came this back. Time, this, yeah. this, time, this time he went up north to Newcastle. No, well, I, yeah. I loved Baba. Yeah. Not, not, I love Baba. Le- not least for I the brilliant, Baba. whoa, Yoro song. That one, that was great. One, and Baba of course, two, Baba three, Baba, Baba. I'm sorry, I've no, interrupted. No, 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 no it's all right. I, I've forgotten it's, the words anyway. Yeah, I think it got to four, then it was two back <laughs> exactly. four again. It's flick flacks he did whenever if he yeah, scored. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, we had, we had. I've, I've got to be very careful about how I. Hello, I've got to be even more careful now. Hello, hello. It's a mini me. It's Eloise without without the beard and the moustache, of course, and and clearly much better looking. Thank you, Beth. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Much, Jonathan's daughter has just made an appearance on screen. Could it might actually be her first appearance on screen, but you never know with Jonathan because he is a, uh, he is an actor, you know. So they get their kids on the stage well early and very fans. very early. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to say who put the mm, in Scunthorpe, but I'm glad I didn't now with the appearance of your daughter. But we had Scunthorpe uh, in the FA Cup at home, and uh, this was uh, Mark a uh, just a, a you know if 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 ever we thought. You know, because obviously we've had Mourinho in charge now for the first half of the season, and everything has gone in a very non-Chelsea way. Uh, we win all, we're winning all of the games. We we don't seem to break sweat. There's no panic. There's no oh my god, this is Chelsea. They're going to screw it up going on. Even they, we even survived Christmas without screwing it up. And this this was the first time in the season when I thought, oh hello, hello, normal <laughs> service is resumed. Chelsea are back. Chelsea are back because. Uh, Hayes from Scunthorpe, who I think at the time were in the third division, uh, score open scoring after seven minutes and were one nil ahead. Yeah, they they took the lead. Yeah, so again, because it was a cup game, the Scunthorpe fans were in the Matthew Hardy, so they clearly went ballistic. Yeah, they were having their day out, and they take the lead against the league leaders, who'd only lost one game all season. So it's like, hmm, interesting. But yeah, we recovered very quickly. Um, Mourinho made changes to this game. We came back, uh, we won 3-1. Um, Stephen Watt and Nuno Moraes made their debuts. And I think that was the only time I think they started the game. They might have made a couple of sub- subs appearances. I, but... I don't think Stephen Watt played again. I, 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 I don't no. even remember him at all. Oh, yeah. You probably remember him at the end of season celebrations. He wasn't a bad driver. Oh, that, he, oh. That, 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 the van on the pitch, yeah. The, the tractor on the pitch. He's, he was on the track. He was driving the tractor. He was driving Robert the. Hoos. I thought it was Billy Billy Blood. No, no. I think him and Robert Hoos had a go as well. Right. They they, they all they all they all, all took turns. Um, um. But actually, in in this, um, Kesman's goal, cracking first yeah. goal. Yeah. 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 Really good goal by Kesman. That was his yeah. level, wasn't it? Oh, really? you beat yeah. me to it. You beat me yeah. to it. Harsh but oh. fair. Yeah. yeah. He didn't um, hit the post or the bar, so I suppose that was something. I actually remember thinking, um, because he made ch- changes and it, it was a much weakened side, I got that sinking feeling after the goal went in Scunthorpe. I thought, oh no, it's going to be a, a dreadful scrap, isn't it, for the rest of the rest of the afternoon? And um, but um, Stephen Watt, you know, looked a bit vulnerable. But at the time, I thought, oh, this is interesting. Perhaps we'll see him again under Mourinho. No, never to be seen. I, I don't ever, even remember what again. what position he played. Centre half. Centre half. Centre half. And he he then went to Barnsley and uh, he then went to Grimsbury. Grimsbury? Grimsby. Um, And then Ross County and then Maidstone. And uh, so it was a varied career. It wasn't a stellar career, was it? It wasn't wasn't playing for Chelsea when you're 19 and then uh, um, finding yourself playing 
for another Premier League club or something. Did, no. didn't, he, didn't he have a stint in Wales? Um, Swansea. Yes, sorry, Swansea, absolutely right. Barnsley, yeah. Swansea, Grimsby, Ross County and Maidstone, yeah. Yeah, I remember him at Swansea. I don't remember him at any of the others, yeah. He oh, went to Barnsley immediately afterwards. I think it only played once. Oh, but Murray, yeah. Nuno, Nuno Murray went and played for um, Apoel in Cyprus 347 times and um, and got 44 goals. So that was his, that was his club of choice. He, he was probably still there when we do... Um, a few years forward, when we play Apple Nicosia in the Champions League, if he's played three hundred times with he probably played against us then. Played against we'll, us. We'll, we'll cover that when we cover that season. Yeah, yeah. we will indeed. Um, so, having dispatched uh, the mighty Scunthorpe, um, we then get down to more serious fare because we now have the uh, literally um, f- four days later, uh, we've got the first leg of the Carling Cup semi-final against Man United, Ferguson's Man United. And this was, uh, I mean, belying the nil-nil scoreline. This was a, a fascinating game. I mean, the, fir- the first thing, of course, is, it, which is, again, this is, you know, people who like to say, you know, we were nothing before Abramovich turned up. This is our 12th semi-final, cup semi-final in 12 seasons. So, I mean, if if you want to put it in context, we were we were nothing in the league, really, but until... Roman turned up but we were a mighty cup side um I mean it was it was you know it was it was a bit of a nip and tuck game but cagey this bit bit technical bit tactical I, I think but the, the funny I mean you know basically United part the bus and uh as, as Mourinho pointed out in his rather caustic post-match uh presser that they were you know rolling around on the floor wasting time uh committing fouls all over the place cheat 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 he said to them um, and then he kind of like reined himself in a bit uh, because uh, he didn't want to. Oh, hang on a minute, Mark. Is this is this where Ferguson unduly influenced uh, the referee at half time? It was, wasn't it? Yes, it's that's that's the one. And also yes. before the game, you you can see because it's still fresh in Ferguson's memory the infamous Porto game against United at Old Trafford when Mourinho does the old the old knee slide. And at this point, the press are still talking about us as going for the quadruple. Uh, and Ferguson was doing a bit of mind games beforehand, saying he wasn't convinced that we would win everything. You know, we'd suffer a setback at some point du- during the season. You know, we couldn't win all, all four competitions. He compared us to Devon Locke, didn't he? Oh, I can't remember who we compared, he did. compared us to. He, yeah. said, we were, oh, he right. said we were going to do Devon Locke. We are going to fall at the last and they'd win the league. Wanker. Yeah. Yeah, so, so so basically the mind games would start beforehand. And obviously it was also a bit of a fraught game because... Um, I think Drogba and Ronaldo had a set to in this well because they both got booked. So I, I think they had a tear up at some point during the game as well. Um, so it, it, as well as a tactical game and United sort of like going down, wasting time, kicking the ball out of play. You know, there was, he there mentions was a... that. He mentioned that, Jose, about the ball being kicked. Yeah. And the referee only gave, because he felt he'd influenced him, um, uh, influenced the ref, he only gave two minutes time added on, even though the ball had been kicked into the crowd for for long periods and people were, were lying on the floor, clutching their legs in in, in imaginary cramp. But because um, it was yeah, away it, goals, it was away goals count double at this point for the Carling Cup. Yes, you know, but I think United were still happy with the draw. I think they were confident they could beat us at Old Trafford. Yeah, I mean, and and as was Mourinho, he he thought. I mean, you know, actually, as we grew to know during Mourinho's tenure, not not least in the Champions League with the two-legged affairs, that a nil-nil or even a one-nil defeat was or, or a one-nil win was a classic 
Jose first leg uh, scoreline, wasn't it? And I, we grew to learn that nil-nil or one-nil was not a bad result in a two-legged affair with Jose because invariably he would do whatever we had to do and, and get through in the second leg. But more of that later. Um, the hilarious... I'll just say lots of think balls being kicked off the line as well in this game. There was, wasn't there, actually? Yeah, yeah. Make but, it, it made it a very frustrating evening, actually, because it, we were, we were very much in charge. But it wasn't, it wasn't a, yeah, but it wasn't a dull match. I didn't, I didn't come away from it thinking that. The hilarious thing afterwards was that uh, jo- Jose having accused uh, Ferguson of basically, you know, unduly interfering with the referee at half time, kind of re- suddenly remembered. What happened? Well, actually, we'll get into that in a minute. But um, he uh, he uh, he reined himself in and said, "Well, of course, I, I I think Ferguson's a really really good manager, and we got on very very well. This is not personal against him. He's just very clever and all of that." And he says, "And he says, I'm, I will bring a I will bring a very good bottle of wine to Manchester, and it's my birthday in the next next line." He said because he came back afterwards and we had a great chat and we get on very well, but the wine we drank was very very bad. And, it, and as I said, as it's my birthday as well, I will bring a really good Portuguese wine to drink. It was just so incongruous, and and he he had he had he had the entire press uh, conference eating out of his hand as he invariably did in those days. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, on on from the uh, the semi final Carling Cup, we went to uh, went to three point lane, and of course, guess what? We got three points. Uh, courtesy of the marvellous uh, Frank Lampard. Spurs couldn't park the bus this time. Now, now, of course, they don't have Jacques Santini. They have the... I actually have to say, even though he was the Spurs manager, the the um, the, uh, the the kind of, I don't know, avuncular Martin, Martin Yole. I, I, I quite liked him, actually, uh, which I, I never do like Tottenham managers, but I quite liked him. But we still basically spanked them 2-0. Uh, Lamps got a penalty on 39 minutes and, and uh, sealed their fate on 90 so a fairly routine uh, routine win for us up there, of course, uh, even though Graham Pohl was the referee. Uh, onwards and upwards, Portsmouth at home, Pompey at home. Um, Mark, this was, uh, again, a, a routine and uh, lovely, quite easy win. Great football again. Drogba scoring a couple uh, with Robin in between. Yep, and still top of the league, having a laugh. Definitely. definitely. Which, again, was one of those chants that emerged this season. Yeah, we were still nervous about singing we're going to win the league. So it became instead, top of the league, we're having a laugh. Yeah. I, was there a stay? I, I mean, my memory plays tricks on, on me, as you know. I mean, was there a moment in the season where, or, or did we in fact ever sing this? I mean, I know, I know I know, we sang it after we'd won the title, but were we singing, have you ever seen Chelsea win the league? Have we fuck for a while? A bit in the self-deprecatory way, way that Man United fans sing, who the fuck are Man United? No, it it didn't uh, it didn't come. I think till more around when we played Fulham, yeah, when, when the title was you know, in sight, shall we say? What they did sing quite often because there were still people coming back and saying Chelsea are boring, despite winning games four nil, as we said in part one, on a frequent basis. So boring, boring Chelsea, yeah, you know, was a, a frequent chant. Um, and we'll talk about Barcelona very shortly. And it really, if you if people are listening. Watch back the DVD or watch back the video of the Barcelona game. It comes through loud home and leg. clear. Yeah, the home yeah. leg. Yeah. Boring, boring Chelsea. As loud as you like. But, they but we'll come to that in we, a minute we, because we're off to Old Trafford. We are. Top of, the league, top of the league, we're having a laugh, was a response, though, to opponents singing um, uh, something, something, you're having a laugh. Yeah. Do you remember 
what it was. That was the re reason we sang it. Top of the league, like, you're having a laugh. Top, uh, um, no, no, there was something else. There, it, it wasn't just top of the league, you're having a laugh. It was it was winning the league or something like that. You're you're having a laugh, and we responded with top of the league, we're having a laugh. I can't remember what the chant was though. The um, I think it was top of the league, you're having a laugh. No, but we were top of the league at the time, so they couldn't. No, they but couldn't... You, but but the, but if you sing your top of the league, or you know top of the league, you're having a laugh. You're saying top of the league. Are you fucking serious? You don't deserve to be because you bought it. La 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 la, and everything that flows from that. Yeah, I thought it was more complicated than that. No, football's a simple game, J.K. And yeah, football no, fans I, I, are even more simple. My mind is warped through uh, old age. Indeed, indeed. Mark, we're at Old Trafford. It's nil nil. We need to win it to get to a final. What happened? Or we need to draw one all. Or we need to draw one all, true. Firstly, there's a God. Because uh, there's one of those really inspiring things that happens occasionally in your working life. And I actually got asked to speak at a conference um, probably about a couple of months earlier in Manchester. So you know, all expenses, put you up in a hotel. Can you speak at the conference, Mark? And then lo and behold... We draw Man United and we play the second leg on 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 the evening of the conference. It's like perfect. I had a free trip to Manchester, um, so um, we took a lot up to Old Trafford. We had, if people have been to Old Trafford, we had all of the upper tier for this one. And I think the last time we had all of the upper tier at Old Trafford was that infamous game when John Holland was in charge. And he left Hazard and Nevin on the bench for the latter part of the game when the tie was already lost. Uh, tremendous support Mick, up there. Mickey, Mickey Hazard, not Eden for our, our younger listeners. Yes, indeed. And he's not Eden's dad either for those young, younger listeners. So we take the lead. You know, Lampard scores. Great start. Half an hour gone. So United now have to get two goals to win, you know, theoretically, because we're, we're one up. So if it ends as a draw, we go through and away goals. So Giggs equalises on 67 minutes. So... It's it's counting down at this point. You know, we're still in control of the tie. And we get a foul on the right-hand side by the touchline. Almost where, to the point where Mourinho did his famous knee slide only a few months earlier. And, like, Damon Duff goes to take it. And, again, you're not sure, you know, is Duff going to cross it? And he hits it and it just goes straight in. And, like, the away end just erupts because then there's no way they're coming back in the last of like five minutes of this game and getting two goals. So, you know, Chelsea are going to Wembley, ecstatic. And the other thing I remember, you know, two things from that night. One, I think Ronaldo hadn't long joined United. He was like a young whippersnapper. They just signed from Sporting Lisbon. And for large parts of the game, he was trying all those tricks he's now become famous for, none of which were coming off. And the Chelsea end singing for large parts of the game, you've bought the wrong Ronaldo. <laughs> and then secondly, if you've been to Old Trafford and if, you, if you're in the city centre, going back afterwards, you come out the ground, turn right and you walk up to the buses and they take you back into the city centre. So we were staying overnight because, as I said, my accommodation was paid for. Um, and um, we're on the bus and you always have that bit of tension, you know, Man United and even more so when we've won. Yeah, so I think it was a mixed bus going back. Yeah, you know, and for probably the best way to describe it, a couple of Larry Manks get on the bus and they are giving it larger. Oh, Chelsea, oh, Chelsea. Like, I can't remember what they were singing. And there were clearly other Chelsea fans on the bus. And this one Chelsea fan just walks over to this rather loud 
you know, Mancunian, and I'm not condoning violence to any young people listening, but one punch, he puts him down. There's <laughs> 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 like a big round of applause. I'm even some of the Man United fans would cheer. <laughs> it was just loud and just annoying. Yeah, it was just such a funny moment, you know, just laughing all the way back to Manchester. And then, you know, again, you know, this, this wasn't sort of my, my scene. Certain moments went against me. And then sort of like I'm chatting to my friend about obviously Wembley and Cardiff. And then we go, oh, when's the final? And I'm looking at my programme. And I'm thinking, shit, I'm going to Disneyland Paris that weekend. <laughs> Damn. No, no, poor, no. poor planning, poor planning, Mark. Very, very poor planning. I mean, the only other coda on on this match is that just to put this in context i mean number one i mean you know we we, we, we weren't you know unused to getting into finals of, of of competitions at least the league the league cup um so we shouldn't have been i mean you know you shouldn't have been surprised about us getting to a, a cup final but to go and beat united away is never easy but when you consider that this was Ferguson's first ever domestic semi-final defeat, I think that puts in context, actually, what an achievement that was. And it just kind of showed you that we were a very different, a very different mentality as a club, thanks to Mourinho already. Yeah, and I think Mourinho did bang the drum a lot about the importance of getting that first trophy. He did, didn't he? He really, he, he really pushed. He, he, took, he took the Carling Cup really seriously. Strong sides out both legs against Man United. He wanted to win this trophy. And he, he was trying to build in that winning psyche into those players. Get it over the line. Get the first tray over the line. The league might come later, but let's get some silver in the cabinet. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much played a first team. Anyway, um, we're still in uh, another, com- com- another cup competition for the next match, which um, is Birmingham at home uh, the following Saturday. Um you know, we'd, we'd struggled really, I think, against Birmingham away in the league, didn't we? We won 1 0, but we got. They weren't a bad side, you know. No, they, they weren't, were they? I mean, they, they had three of our players there, didn't they? They did. And the decent yeah. person, Heskey, was playing for them. He wasn't a. Well, he was by means a disaster. I, I, I'll tell you who they had, actually. Savage, Savage played as well. Savage well, was well there. I'll yeah. tell, he, he didn't play uh, okay. on, on Saturday, but I'll tell, I'll tell you who they had, actually, because it, it, you're right, JK. Um, they had Mike Taylor, who was. Spelt wrong, but not a bad keeper. Mario Melchior, one of ours, of course. Matthew Upson, you know, played mm. for England. Martin Taylor, well, yeah, whatever. Olivier Tebeli, I mean, I remember him. Jamie Clapham was a good player. Uh, da- good. Darren Anderson, when he was fit, was an exceptionally good player. Dwight Signo was there. Huh? <laughs> Signo was there. Signo was there. The, kin- <laughs> the king of pornography was there. Dwight York was there. Um <laughs> And, of course, he quite often scored against us. Stephen Clements, Ray's son. Uh, Darren Carter, meh. Julian Gray, meh. Robbie Blake, mm. Heskey. Gray wasn't bad. Gray yeah. wasn't a bad player. Uh, Emil Heskey, again, another England player. I thought he was a good player. And he was uh, he was replaced by Clinton Morrison. It must have been a young Clinton Morrison, but nevertheless. See, that is not that is not a crap side by any means. And they did cause us problems in the, in the in the Premier League match, you know, right up the start of the season. And they were quite irritating in this match, but we we did manage to, to dispatch them, thanks to two, our two centre halves on the day, J.K. Well, Robert Huth, who, uh, Huth. who of Huth. course everybody went Huth, Huth, as their chant for him, very much like Joe Ruth, Ruth, um, a Ruth header, a Huth header from a corner. You could call him Ruth and, if you want. I'm sure you won't mind. Yeah, Ruth Huth. Oh, well, I should have called him Ruth at the time, shouldn't I? Um, 
uh, and um, but he didn't really figure very much in uh, in Mourinho's side. So he was, uh, um, despite being, and he was only nineteen at the time. Still, yeah, wasn't? He? I think he'd been yeah. injured as well. Yeah, and um, and then JT scored, didn't he? Mm, another another mm-hmm. time. bullet head. Another corner. Another corner. Another. Co- oh, it's a corner. Yeah. Oh, it's a corner. Corner after corner. Yeah. Set after set piece. Lampard supplying the bullets and. Uh, yeah, I mean, JT cropping up with goals all over the place this season. Now, um, on a... On a, a on... Cross. I'm sorry, it was a Frank Cross, the second yeah, goal. Frank Cross, I do apologise. Um, yes. No, I'm, I'm... Oh, well, OK, I'll, I'll allow you to apologise instead of me. Much better. Yeah, we're, we're, by the way, just so you know, at the end of January, we're still in first position in the league as we go into February. And the next match... I've written about this match. Um, we've spoken about this match on the fancast several times on the Fifty Years Show several times. It is one of those. It, it, it you know, it's it's not in the least uh, like a memorable match, like many were this season, like the Barcelona, the Bayern Munich, those kind of things. Um, but in terms of what it meant, I think for this Chelsea side, it's arguably one of the most important matches. And when I tell you it's away at Blackburn and we only won nil, you're probably saying, "Chid, you're having a laugh. What are you talking about?" But Mark, it was seminal, really, wasn't it? For so many reasons. Did Did you, by oh, the way, did either of you two go to this? No, I didn't go. I watched it in the pub. Yeah. J K. Oh, go, J K. Go. Go ahead. Go, 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 J K. A, a cold, a cold night in Blackburn. Could JK, could you do it on a cold blight in Blackburn? Um, it depends what it was, of oh, course. Oh, well, that's very true. The, the team certainly managed it, despite having been um, informed by, uh, I think possibly even Ferguson at one stage had said he didn't think that they would uh, perform uh, past the Watford gap. But, um, of course, Mark Hughes was the Blackburn manager. And although I love Mark as... Uh, Mark, I call him Sparky, um, as one of the great Chelsea players of the last um, 35 years. Um, uh, he'd obviously told uh, Blackburn just to kick everybody up in the air. And um, uh, and it was a very, very competitive game, um, particularly um, Paul Dickoff, uh, their centre forward, who just never stopped running around making a, a nuisance of himself in a specifically in a in a very physical way and just grabbing on to JT and 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 hugging and kicking and nearly every single time he had a challenge, there was some kind of uh, um, off the ball um, uh, away from the referee, of course, was Uriah Rennie, um, uh, who seemed to be wandering around with his eyes shut. But he could actually have sent, I think, four Blackburn players off. For easily, just, easily. For the amount of... Uh, he only booked two. Uh, yeah, he only booked two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, in the midst of that, um, Lamps gave the ball to Robin, uh, um a wonderful um, run, smacking in a great shot. And unfortunately then, Robin is uh, done by Akina, I think it was, who did well, it. Well, I'll, I'll pick it up there, because Robin scored on five minutes, so we got a, yeah. an early lead, which was kind of really important, given the circumstances, because they were kicking us all over the place. Yeah. Um, and then um, he checks checks notes. He Literally, uh, on I think it was 11 minutes, so five, six minutes later, as you as you rightly said, JK, a terrible, terrible ankle-breaking, as it was in fact an ankle-breaking tackle on Robin by Mokina from South Africa. He, he gave him two broken bones in his foot. It was awful. And it was, you know, they were, you know I'm, I'm amazed that nobody lamped the bloke, frankly. 
Um, when he was just standing next to it and did nothing about it. Yeah, I know. Nothing. Not even a booking. Absolutely unbelievable. So Robin, you know, clearly going to be out for some time as a result of that. But there could have it could have been so much worse. I mean, Dickoff was just like a psychopath that night. He um, was. You know, he he uh, um, he, uh, he I mean, he, he basically I mean, there was one bit where he, he literally kicked. He kicked check while he was on the ground, didn't he? Mm. I mean, I think it was the penalty save, wasn't it, Mark? It was. It was. Yeah. He, he, he misses the penalty. Dickoff and then, misses the penalty. Or, or yeah, actually, check, check saves it. Check, check saves it. And, and he then goes in on check, on, on the rebound. But and he, he kicked leaves, him. It's like, it's like he, he was the ball. Yeah, he leaves his foot in on check. And then, you know, so Terry squares up to him for the first time. And then soon after again in the second half, he, he does it again. Yeah, he leaves his foot in again. So Terry squares up to him for the second time. And Terry... Yeah, ends up getting booked. And it was only a little bit later in the game that Dickoff finally, when he done it about the third or fourth time, finally went when he booked him. And it was they Mark Hughes is a great, great Chelsea player. But his teams were dirty. Always like, dirty. And, and Blackburn at this point were officially the dirtiest team in the Premier League. At that point, they'd had five reds and forty-eight yellows already at that point in the season. Many teams might go with only what one red during the season. They were a horrible, horrible, nasty side. And, you know, J.K. set this up. Their strategy that evening was just to kick us off the bar. Yeah. But I felt it was a rite of passage for the team, actually, because it made you realise that not only were they really skillful, they could mix it with the worst. Well, and, and, and you know, we, we talk about this a lot now. I mean, one of the things we loved about Rudiger was that he would run, you know, 70 metres to try and be the first in a scrap. And you kind of want that. And it was lovely. J.T., you know, I mean, captain leader legend. We all we all know that now. Mourinho made him captain at the beginning of the season. Remember, he's he's in his early twenties, but he he led that team by example this night. And you know, I mean, you know, you know when he when he had uh, Dick off by the scruff of the neck, it was like uh, Dave Mackay and Billy Bremner. Yeah, it reminded yeah. me of that. You know, but he, he, he got he got booked for it. But yeah, actually, you want to see that? You do. Yeah. You do want to see a bit of steel again at places like Blackburn. You don't let them intimidate well, you. Well, I, I hope he and said. Terry's having none of it. Yeah. Well, I hope he said to him, "If you do that again, I'm going to break you in two, you little fucker." Because that's what you should have said. You know, yeah, the fact that he got away with all of that, Dickoff, was absolutely out, uh, outstanding. Was the wrong word? Sorry, it's, it's absolutely it bewildering. Unbelievable. How on earth he was allowed? Like it was like a maniac. It was. He, he played like a maniac, just kicking at anything. And the kick on check was so obvious that he just well, followed through. I, 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 I was astonished watching it again because it was like you know players can say, "Oh, I was going for the ball." The the ball the ball was in Burnley. I mean, yeah, Dick Dickoff Dickoff yeah, yeah. just saw check and he kicked yeah. check he, like he was the ball. Yeah, in the it's chest. Him. It wasn't that dissimilar to Stephen Hunt's challenge a few years later at Reading. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dickoff was lucky he didn't do serious damage well, to Well, quite, because he kicked him yeah. properly. I mean, JK, yeah. you're you're absolutely right. You you nailed it. I mean, you know, we stood up to the kicking and the physical challenge. We never took a step back. And I think what we what we said there was that we're Chelsea, we're not soft. And, and, and I, I thought sorry to say that was Savage was playing for Blackburn, of course. I was being ridiculous by then. It was his 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 penalty. That uh, he's falling dive, over. Dive, dive. That's what I meant. His dive It's absolutely, obviously, a dive as well. And uh, uh, and once again, Rennie was absolutely useless. And I, and just to take it even further, I remember Dickov. It wasn't just these incidents. Dickov was non-stop complaining about absolutely 
everything all through the game. I mean, really in Rennie's face. Didn't do anything about it. No. Didn't do it. And then when he when he booked him, had this this aghast, you know, what me is what have I done? And shouted at him. And I I, I couldn't believe the refereeing. I didn't know what was going on at all. Yeah, that indeed. Um the other thing that I really love about this match, and by the way, this was played in the wonderful black uh and silver away kit. But at the end of the match, uh I mean, you were there, JK, so you'll know this better than me, so you can tell us a little bit more about it in a sec, but the, all the players went towards the away fans and uh, applauded them, obviously, and then took their shirts off on a fucking freezing night in Blackburn in February, mark you, and threw them into the away end. And the, the thing I forgot, which I was reminded of by watching the DVD, that you might might not have caught being there, JK, it was all orchestrated by, by Jose. He went round yep. to the players and said, get your shirts off and go to the away end. He wanted to show, look at our look at our physique. We're tough. It was just a brilliant man management again. <laughs> and I'd forgotten all about that. But JK, you oh, were there. You were there. Did so you ca- remember, did you catch that. did you catch was... Joe Cole's shirt and kiss or it? Or did you have your piece of cardboard with you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give it to me, had... please, Joe. Give it <laughs> to me. I'd been... If only I'd been 20 years in the future. I could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, at the time we were about halfway up. I remember thinking, oh, I would have liked a shirt, but I'm not going to get one. But um, it never occurred to me that Josie had, had orchestrated that. Well, me neither. I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten about that. I, did. I remember them doing it. I remember them coming over and the, the cheers they got were phenomenal. It was a it was a superb performance, particularly also because Czech saved a penalty as well. Yeah. So. And, and and made some brilliant. I mean, that, that he broke Schmeichel's record with 781 minutes, no goals conceded that night, didn't he, Mark? He did indeed. The other thing I was going to say about shirts for Joe Cole, just you just reminded me of this. Um, a few years ago, I managed to acquire, because like used to have the Chelsea pitch owners' lunches, and quite often at the pitch owners' lunches, they'd have these frame-signed shirts players. And a few years ago, someone who clearly was not a Chelsea fan, but must have won this signed frame Joe Cole shirt at pitch owners' lunch, put it on eBay. And I successfully bid for it. How much do you think I paid for a signed Joe Cole shirt? 50 Chelsea's quid. Chi- 50 quid. 25 quid. 25 quid? Could not believe, how, quid? Could not believe how cheap. And and he was such a lovely person because he wasn't a Chelsea fan. He threw in a signed Tory Andrew Flo shirt for good measure. No way. Yes. Yes. That's insane. Yeah. That I is insane. Back up. I thought, yeah, no, how eBay, but I thought someone's going to bid outbid me on this one. And I just put a cheeky little bid in. I was the only person that bid for it. You know what? If 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 we put a line under this match, I, I think I think that we won the title that night. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, big big statement, wasn't it? J.K. Uh, uh completely. Mm. But it was the fact that we could stand up to anybody, and this this pummeling that they attempted to give us was just was was remarkable. I think the the night will get onto it that everybody um, felt that we'd won the uh, that that we, we were going to win the title was at Norwich, bizarrely. Or Norwich away, there was a kind of feeling amongst all the all the support that and the chanting was that uh, there was a there was a joy amongst everybody. Oh, I'm getting all emotional. Oh God, uh, that uh, uh, that we that we were gonna, we were going to win it after that game after we beat that. But in this this one was another another moment where you thought, Blimey, this lot can stand up to anything. And the, my my fear though was that Robin was really badly injured. Yeah. Because he was, well, he such, was. He broke two bones in was, his foot. He was both, but he was in such pain. But he got left as if it was just an innocuous tackle. No, he was no. left several for a minute before somebody came on and did anything about it. He was clearly in great pain. 
the, yeah. the poor chap. And he, I think he's, he's, he was on the video saying, wasn't it? It was practically the same, the same injuries he'd had, but in the other foot. Yeah. He'd been injured first of all before he hadn't before he started playing for us, and he'd been in great form, and he'd been very oh. much the difference maker up front for us. But I, I think you know, again, a bit like I was saying with the Scunthorpe map, match, weirdly, and the United uh, semi-final, it was it was more evidence to us old lags who'd been around for far too long that this is not the Chelsea that we were accustomed to. This was a very different <laughs> Chelsea. This was a di- this was exactly what Mourinho said. Because we all remember the special one. I am not of the bottle. I'm a special one. But he also said, I'm going to create a team in my image. And this was a team in his image. This was not a Chelsea that we knew before that would have lost to Scunthorpe, would have lost to United unluckily, and would have got beaten by Blackburn in any other season, I reckon. And there was also that press turning really behind Chelsea Mourinho. He was popular with the press. And the press was saying, they're not going to lose another game this season. They could do the lot. They kept reinforcing they could do the treble. This, this team is remarkable. We know it didn't work out that way, but Chelsea are not known over the years for getting great press all of the time. But this season, the press boys were fully square behind Mourinho. They liked him. He was a character. Yeah, they loved definitely. his press conferences. The press conferences were, were a huge success. Yeah. He was, he was uh, forthright and immensely witty. And, and that appeals appeals to your uh, your, your journal and he, and he was and and the ladies quite liked mm. all those players taking their tops off as well oh yeah 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 i mean Marine... the press featured that as well yeah yeah. Was... yeah yeah well yeah. Mourinho himself was 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 young and dashing in those days and he had a sparkle in his eyes he wasn't he wasn't the gnarly grumpy miserable bastard that came back so but some of those he was box office had, some of those chaps who didn't have white vests on had waxed chests as did i recall they? They well, did, don't, yeah. don't we all mark we, oh, speak for yourself. Yeah. It's only I recent, hair on mine. It's only recently I've actually acquired a chest, let alone any hair on it. So, yeah. uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, a very irritating game at home followed that. But, I mean, after what after the exertions of Blackburn away, kind of hardly surprising. But uh, it was a nil-nil against uh, Man City, the only team to take three points off us this season. Um, no, four points, four. get it right. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, they basically the only team that we didn't beat is another way to put it, uh, probably a better way to put it. But I mean, my God, we should have done. I mean, really annoying. Uh, James made some worldy saves, to be fair, which kept us out. But uh, it was it was. I remember this as being quite frustrating, annoying. We then followed that up with another. Uh, you know, like J.K. was saying, you know, that we wouldn't do it north of uh, of, of Watford Gap. Uh, just, we, just say that James saved wonderfully, one-handed from a Frank Volley. No, any other and and. Duffer had a shot that James palmed out to Kesman, who oh, uh, missed who, it. Uh, Hit the bar. What a surprise! Yeah. <laughs> what a surprise! Um, Everton away, which we all know and hate as being a, a bit of a difficult match. Um, we went up there. I mean, you know, I'd I'd have won it. We won it one nil. I'd have scored on sixty nine minutes. But the most hilarious thing of all, really. Uh, Mark was uh, was James Beatty, who of course featured earlier in the season by scoring in a minute with a worldie for Southampton and then, then putting it in, in, the, in his own net on 34 minutes or whatever it was. He managed to get sent off for eight minutes, which is with one of the most comical things I've seen on a foot. He headbutted. He was, he was chasing <laughs> after William Gallus, who had yeah. the ball running towards, you know, our, our corner flag, if you see what I mean. And he clearly couldn't catch up with him. I think Gallus must have like 
flung, flung out an elbow or something. So but no, he pushed Gallus first of all. Oh right, pushed Gallus and Gallus just kept going. Yeah, and then then the, he had a complete rush of. Ridiculous. He saw he red mist descended, didn't it? Absolutely, it, wasn't he, it was an enormous fog. It was like some kind of yeah, huge brain ridiculous. fog. We, at the time we were we were watching it. Um, I, I appeared to be the completely the only person around me who, who said he's head butted him, and they went, "No, no, he's just pushed him." And I said, "No, he just Beatty has just head butted Gallus twice, he's off. twice." He's off. No, 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 he pushed him the first time. He then, no, he, then had, he headbutted no, him twice. Twice. In he the did, back of the it. head. Still, yeah. still, I still can't rem- from, remember. JK, from behind. He no, headbutted no, him from no, behind. No, I know, I know, I realised that. But it was me who at the time said to everybody, because people were just saying, oh, he's pushed him. Has he pushed him over? Pushed him over. I, I said, no, no, he's off. It's, he's actually headbutted him. I didn't know he'd run it twice. Yeah. Oh, bloody but hell. From, but what I can't said, from behind. What is all that yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Insane. Perhaps he thought um, nobody will see because it's in the far <laughs> corner, far corner of the pitch. What and a the plum! Won't be up with it. I'll be okay. But uh. um, but the the thing is, he was because he'd scored for, for for Saints against us early on. I think he was very hyped up with thinking that this is the team that I can. Uh, yeah, uh, it might have been his. Don't know. Was it his home debut? Possibly because. He was bought in the January transfer. I reckon window, it might so have been, you know. It might have been his home debut, yeah, because he really was pumped up. Yeah, yeah he, he was. was. He was. He was an absolute plum. Um, right, OK. We, the next up, we've got the FA Cup again. Um, what round are we in now? Uh, we are in the fifth round. So next stop, quarterfinals, I think. Uh, anyway, we go up to Newcastle, who would have had a course in the Carling Cup and dispatch them. Uh, after extra time, if you recall, so I, you know, we were and they're a decent team. Newcastle United, they got Graham Souness as manager, um, but other than that, they're a decent side. But uh, this was just one of the most bizarre and frustrating and annoying matches you could imagine. I mean, they went up uh, one nil up really early. Newcastle scored with Cliver, Patrick Cliver, a rather fat-looking Patrick Cliver, I have to say. Good header, good header. <laughs> yeah, he's certainly put on a bit of timber by them, but a bloody good striker in his day. But it all went potty, didn't it, Mark? I mean, you know, basically, um, Jose brought on three subs at half time because we were one nil down. And he was trying to win the game. He brought on Duffer, he brought on Frank Lampard, and he brought on Ida. So he brought on the cavalry. So we'd used our three subs, basically three subs at half time, as, as, as Jose used to do. J.K. Didn't think that happened at all. I thought he'd taken Cole off, mate. I've got it in front of me on you. Yeah. Did. He brought Duff on for Cole. This is all half-time. Duff on yeah. for Cole, Lampard on for Geremai, and uh, Ida on for Thiago. Oh, okay. I was under the impression he'd, taken, he'd brought Duff on for Cole earlier. Nope. All of them were no, 45 all, minutes. All, 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 all three. And he, he did that, I think, the following season, I think, when we were losing at home to Tottenham at half-time, and he did a triple substitution. So it wasn't okay, uncommon okay. For, for Jose to do so it. He did that. He did that. But, yeah, I knew... We weren't making much, much, much. Um, uh, uh, we weren't playing as well as we had been, and it makes sense because he didn't have any of those three players on the pitch. So, um, and Kesman was playing up front as well, who'd, who'd uh, once again um, um, uh, failing, failing miserably. To, but he, he uh, kept him on, though. Interestingly enough, he did. He did. But it all descended into farce and then surreality, Mark, didn't it? On ninety minutes. Well, yeah, just before that, obviously, Wayne Bridge um, had to go off because he Shearer did a bit of a heavy challenge on him. 
Um, so Shearer went in hard, and I think Bridge landed badly, and he got stretched off. And I think you, you watch this, and there doesn't seem to be any compassion or emotion by Shearer. You know, he's put Bridge down, and he just walks away. He doesn't check he's all he right. He did it, Mark. Mark, you're yeah. being, it wasn't the fall. Yeah. Mark, it wasn't the fall. Shearer was, was a nasty fucker. Yeah. He did him. He did yeah. him from where I was, yeah. which once it was in the gods. But yeah. we all thought he's done him and because he, he just kicked him. He didn't actually... Um, I didn't. They, they said it, they hinted that on uh, on the video that it was he'd fallen badly, but no, it was his leg. He completely did him, and he, as you say, no compassion in the slightest, no interest, no interest in seeing what he'd done. He could be very, very dirty, Shearer. He was he, a hard man. He was yeah, a very, was. very hard man. I mean, he had form, didn't he? Because he kicked Dennis Bergkamp in the head, if you remember. Around and this. he did it with a Leicester player as well, as I remember as well. Can't oh no, it was uh, no, that was all right though. That was uh, the Irish bloke, Lennon. Oh, you know, Lennon. <laughs> that, that that didn't count. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the the downside is we're now down to ten men. We're one nil down, and then because we couldn't bring on, with, we couldn't bring on any more subs. We uh. can't bring a, uh, any more subs on, and then in like the ninetieth minute, uh, Cudicini gets sent off. So we're now down to nine men, and bizarrely, bearing in mind. What happened at later times when Czech went off injured? Glenn Johnson goes goal. Glenn Bad Johnson oh, goes in goal, but he did all right. He did all right. He made he made a good save. He made did. a couple of good saves, but again, there's no way with nine men we're coming back, even if we've got the, the big guns on the pit. So the quadruple came to an end. Mm. But again, we you can understand what Mourinho is doing. He rested our big guns because a couple of days because this was on the Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, we played Newcastle on a Sunday in the afternoon. FA Cup. In the FA Cup, four o'clock. Yeah, four four o'clock kickoff. You know, you think, hang on a minute. You know, and then on the Wednesday, we're playing Barcelona away. Who? Yeah, in the Champions League. You know, you sort of think, hang on a minute. He, he had to rest people. It'd been a long season, so I can understand why he, he did what he did. Yeah, you know, this was a massive, massive game. Mahusive, um and bloody difficult. Barcelona. Barcelona were the. Uh... Were the holders? No, they weren't. Porto were the holders. What am I talking about? But they won it a couple of years uh, before, hadn't they? When they beat Arsenal, Lehman got. No, this this follows on. I think. Do they not beat Arsenal? Is it this season or the season after when Juliana Belletti scores? Maybe, maybe. So Campbell gets sent off. Maybe yeah. it's this it, season. No, no, it can't it, be. No, this season Liverpool beat AC Milan. No, Liverpool. Yes, it's two thousand six. And it wasn't yes, the season right. before because Porto won it. It was the season the before point. that. Yeah, Liverpool wins at this league. It's the season after 2006 because I was actually working at Norwich at the time and I was out drinking in town and watching the game in the pub. And I remember, yeah, Barcelona beating Arsenal and, and Sol Campbell get, and played in Paris. Are you sure it was 2006? Right. I thought it was earlier than that. No. So two, 2004 is Porto. 2005 Who is won Liverpool. it in 2003 then? 2003, don't know. Okay. Uh, answers no. on a postcard, please, to no. uh, ChelseaFanCast at gmail.com. Um, anyway, we're, what, we're, what, what what happened in the Camp Nou? Were we you were there? Good. You were there, yes. weren't you? Yeah. yeah, we were good. Both we were up there. in the gods. Yeah. yeah, up in the gods. First first time I didn't do the five bomb game. First time um, up in the gods. Um, that, yeah, you, you, they looked like ants from, from where we were. We were very good in the first half. Really good. Up against Barcelona. And obviously, Belletti puts it in as an own goal. But great play by Damien Duff. Damien Duff sort of like made that goal. And we go in at half-time, and we're one goal up. And you're thinking, again, coming back to... Yeah, I know we just lost to Newcastle, but you have that feeling. 
you know, this team can do anything and they're beating Barcelona in, in their backyard and, and they're looking quite good about it. Um, we'll probably come back to what happened in the dressing room afterwards, but then it all goes, it all goes a bit beat tong in the second half. Um, obviously, Barca get one back through through Lopez, uh, and Drogba, you know, had been sent off just before that. So ten minutes in the second half, it was it was a it was a ball Drogba had to go for. Well, hang on, big... I mean, he got hang on, he, he got he got booked, didn't he? By uh, the ref, the referee, by the way, is the perfectly coiffured. Anders Frisk, former yeah. Swedish porn star. Yeah. And uh, he booked Drogba on 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. I can't remember who it was now, but whoever he was, he dived. He clearly... Yeah. Well, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? I can't remember, you know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. He dived, whoever it was. It was might be Marquez, actually. Marquez dived. Drogba's sitting there going, you are joking. He dived, man. And Frisk, Frisk picks him up, you know, by his hand, pulls him up to the... You know, off the floor, and then and then books him. It, it, was, it was almost like it was preordained. And then, as you were saying, Mark, um, I thought it was a fair challenge. Fifty-six 50, minutes. Ball. Yeah, fifty-six minutes. Fifty-fifty with ball, ball with Valdez. That's a, a striker's challenge going up against goalkeeper all day long. Probably less so now. Goalkeepers even more protected. Didn't think it was a foul. Frisk reached for the yellow card. He's been booked already. We're down to ten men. Completely changed the game. Barcelona up the ante. Go on the offensive. Lopez gets one back 10 minutes later. And then our future Chelsea striker. And if you've seen the video, a, hooligan. a sorter, hooligan, a sorter <laughs> of you know, influencers on YouTube and social media. Can we bring him don't back? You... Can we bring him back to Stamford Bridge? He could do a job for us still, you know. <laughs> don't you point that Kick a few YouTubers, me, why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously, Eto scores the winning goal for Barcelona. We were in control at 1-0. Just really, really frustrating because I think that first 45 minutes, we were excellent. Um, but other things, three future Chelsea players, mm. you know, in that Barca side as well. Belletti, Eto, and, and Deco as well. But the other thing as well is this, oh, yeah, you know, this whole thing about Barcelona fans, how great they are, wonderful. Uh, um, yeah, it's my first time there and I just wasn't impressed with them at all. You know, they only cheered when their team was winning. But also, you know, the, the monkey chants, the jeering of drug but you know, not not nice, not pleasant. So, you know, now, nowadays I think UEFA would take it probably more seriously. But they were just horrible fans, you know, and, and a pretty horrible team, despite the brilliant players they had on show there. Very, very frustrating. And um, I'll let JK do his bit. But there's another thing. I made a fundamental schoolboy error the following day when I was flying home. Because I booked the trip and I, I booked EasyJet out and a Ryanair back try and get a sort of good deal and it's my first time ever in, in Barcelona so obviously the day before we flew into El Prat um, and then the day after the game we go back to El Prat um, and I'm setting, setting myself up for a gag in a minute um, <laughs> and get get to the airport and obviously the mate goes where's the EasyJet desk mark no sorry where's the Ryanair desk mark I'm going I'm sure it's here and then, like the penny drops on me, and thinking, not sure about this. I can't see Ryanair anywhere. So I go up to the information, and say, um, I'm flying back, you know, to London from Barcelona through Ryanair. And they said, Sir, the Ryanair is at Girona. And I go, Oh, all right. I'm thinking, like, almost like maybe a Heathrow Gatwick here. Oh, where's Girona? Well, you need to go back into the centre of Barcelona, and there's a bus that goes from the centre of Barcelona out to Girona. It was just a good job 
we went to the airport a little bit earlier. So um, El Prat is about 12 kilometers from the center <laughs> of town. We jumped in the cab straight away, told him to put, take us to the bus stop, which to his credit he did. We managed to get the bus to Girona, an hour on the bus to Girona. We just about made the flight back to London. An absolutely schoolboy error on my part. And I did feel a bit of a brat. You Easily. are El Pratt. Uh, JK, what are your memories of the Camp Nou? Um, well, exactly the same thing. You're up in the gods. It's freezing. It might be quite warm downstairs, but you know, you're so there's a there's a bit of snow up there at the top top, top tier. Um, there are ants below you. Um, uh, as you said, Mark, they were great in the first half, and uh, um, uh, it it was pretty disastrous. And I always immediately think it's fixed. Um, when these things happen, um, uh, but I, I, because you're not really seeing it because you're so far up there, you then have to go and make sure you've recorded it and watch it again on telly. I always find to get the the finer points. Um, but it was um, it was always a joy watching the team, particularly in the first half, because they're just such a fantastic side. Um, as you say, the the uh, the delight with thinking this team can actually play against anyone. It was um, was fabulous, and I love. We were that. The, we were the better side until Drogba gets got sent off. Of course, without of course. without yeah, a yeah. doubt, without a doubt. Of course, you know. But it, it, but it, it as as all these things always do, it they go up a level. The crowd goes up a level, and it um, it changed the dynamic completely. It was almost but, as if they were playing with twelve men, J.K. Hey, hey, woof. crowd almost was like stuck in the net. Well, no, I'm not, okay. Thirteen men then. Yeah, okay, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so yeah, so but it was it was a uh, um uh, it was I thought felt it was it was doable back at the bridge. Well, it was only two uh, one, and we had an away goal, which of course yeah. in Europe Europe is monstrously crucial, as we also began to realise with jo- with 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 Jose at the helm. But uh, next match we've got a final, not at Wembley because Wembley is being redeveloped, as you should all know. Uh, we're at the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. Before, before- before we go to the Millennium Stadium, it's like rewind. We found out after the event, because Mourinho said it, that Rijkaard and Chris oh, fuck yes. were, were in the same dressing room. That's yeah. right. And doesn't doesn't Mourinho get a ban for this? You know, he yeah. he does, but not immediately. Um, not immediately, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, get it, yeah. I'll tell you what, we'll get into that in the home leg, uh, yeah, okay. because the details, yeah. the details didn't really come out, Yeah, I don't think. Uh, after the game, Later. it was yeah. Only, yeah. So, okay, fast forward yeah. up to Liverpool versus Chelsea in the Carling Cup final. As I said at the Millennium uh, Stadium, um, this was nuts. This was absolutely it was a great atmosphere. Um, by the way, the roof was closed in in the uh, in the Millennium Stadium, and it made a massive difference. Uh, and uh, you could hear Chelsea's aspiration. You know, we've said this it's becoming a bit of a theme. You know. Uh, when will the real Chelsea uh, uh, turn up this season? Um, hands up all of those who thought it was after one minute when John Arnarisa scored. They're all keeping their hands down. I was well. I, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm I've made a school. Oh, you're you're in Disneyland. You weren't there. I'm in Disneyland, and you sort of think sort of like 17 years ago, <laughs> trying to find a bar in Disneyland that has the League Cup final on. Is as rare as Rocky Ball shit. <laughs> yeah. Or, right. or Mickey Mouse shit. Put it out yeah. Yeah. JK? It, it, um, it was interesting. Curicini was suspended, wasn't he? So oh, we flex. forgot to say that because when he got sent off against Newcastle, he was suspended yeah. for the Carling Cup. Yeah. Horribly unfair. Horrible. He yeah. played in all the, all the yeah. Carling Cup games. 
which was was great of of, of Mourinho to do. I was that. gutted for him actually because I loved Carlo. Absolutely. You know? Well, I mean, the bizarre situation of having a goalkeeper who'd been um, player of the year for two years, I think practically wasn't it? It wasn't Chelsea. Uh, no, what was his status? He'd been uh, um, uh, for Chelsea. He'd been uh, didn't he win? He did win player of the year, I think. I but, think he did. Yeah. A variety, variety of trophies as well from the league as being the best goalkeeper, yeah, and yeah. be then replaced. It was nice to have this this level of. I mean, his commitment was great considering he'd been ousted from the first team. But this was we thought his opportunity to get a medal if we if we'd won it. But no, poor chap suspended. Um, but interestingly, he um, he played um, uh, Jarosic, um in the middle, um, so there was no place for. Um, uh, who didn't play? Ida. Ida, absolutely. Um, uh, no, when we went one nil down, no, I, I, I'd ceased with this team to go to 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 relapse into a kind of oh, same old Chelsea. I thought, okay, we're one down, but we'll we'll score pretty soon. We've got better players. Mm. Yeah, I but our, our best our best player turned up on seventy nine minutes, of course, which was Steve Gerrard, who uh, scored a brilliant header. So we had to wait for seven, you know, seventy-eight minutes to to get back into the game. But it was a Gerard own bit squeaky. It oh, was, squeaky. but it was a Gerard own goal. Now this was hilarious for many reasons because the the rumor mill was going. Uh, you know, Mister Stick's transfer uh, rumors was going into overdrive if Mister Stick was even alive in those days. Uh, but um, yeah, Gerard was supposed to be signing for Chelsea. I'm not quite sure if they'd robbed his house or burnt burnt his shirt by now, but the rumours were kicking around that Gerard was going to be uh, a Chelsea player come the summer, which, of course, the Chelsea fans reminded him all game. And uh, and as we were all saying, it, it was his first goal for Chelsea, uh, and it was hilarious. Um, I think, was it was it at that point, Mark, that Jose started shushing the, uh, the febrile... Uh, Liverpool fans and got sent off, or was that after? Yeah, the, no, that after was the goal, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, basically, it was after the goal. Yeah. yeah. So, and then Jose gets banished down the tunnel. Indeed. Uh, so, anyway, it goes in um, at full time, uh, one all. So we have to play extra time. Uh, and uh, you know, guess who rose to the challenge? Something that we were to become wonderfully accustomed to throughout the years. Didier Drogba scoring his first goal in a Chelsea final on 107 minutes, and then. Shiver me timbers, Mattia Kesman effectively scores the winner on 112 by, I think he put it in, put the ball in the net with his knob. I don't think it went in off his foot. Maybe that's the secret. If he'd have shot with his knob all season, he'd have scored more goals. I've known that before. Absolutely. I know. But it was such it was, a cack goal, wasn't it? But it, it, it went in. Terrible, terrible. Just sort of shuffled in. And, and, and I, I was surprised it was given because it was immediately flicked out by the goalkeeper so uh, who was that Dudek was that the goalkeeper the Liverpool goalkeeper yeah, goalkeeper yeah yeah but um but yeah he he was so convinced it was in he just went away and celebrated and I think that swayed the referee actually I mean it was in you it was could definitely see. behind the line yeah, yeah but nonetheless we were in an era where um uh, no VAR people could yeah. just uh, could push the ball away and then waggle well, their finger at the referee yeah. and get away Let, more of that later but uh yeah, I mean, it was brilliant to see Kesman score. I was really chuffed for him, actually. And then it all got a bit hairy about a minute later when Nunes scored for them to make it 3-2. But we did hang on for seven minutes and we won our we won our first uh, silverware in five years. And uh, 
my god it was good i've got some great personal uh recollections uh of, i love of... you i love your songs your songs are well great, yeah but... i mean i had a great day up there because we yeah. we basically uh psycho phil who was the leader of our mob at the time um and uh me and dr mar and Stuart and chris the blues brothers uh three of well, all of whom would become you know early uh standouts on the on the fan cast which i wasn't to start yet i mean that was another three years in the offing but uh Phil would organize us and cajole us and bully us and make, you know, organize it all. And he decided he was going to make a weekend of it. Big rugby fan is Phil, as is Martin. Uh, and Harlequins, their team, uh, were playing in Bath the night before. Because, of course, this was on a Sunday uh, and they played Bath on the Saturday. So it was, right, we're going to Bath on the Saturday. We're going to watch the Quins, get horribly drunk, then go to the pubs, get more horribly drunk, then go to bed, maybe, and then get up and go to Cardiff uh for the final the next day happy oh yeah yeah i'm game you know i don't care if i can drink all afternoon watch the rugby i'll watch rugby it's that simple so we did that had great fun the quins won and then we ended up going on a bit of a we went up for a curry and then a and then the pub crawl and i don't know why but we all got in a very singy mood and we ended up in one rather small pub in bath i, I would i couldn't find it in a million years uh, again but uh, we just went through the whole repertoire and 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 they were astonished, the locals in this pub. They'd never seen anything like it. And and actually, when we decided to go off to another pub about an hour or two later, they actually all stood up and applauded us out of the pub. It was quite 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 bizarre, quite bizarre. So there we go. So that was that was our night in Bath. Uh, rude rude versions. You didn't do uh... no. We were singing some old old like Molly Malone and you know we, a lot of old, yeah a lot of the old old Phil loves a sing song. Phil loves a sing song and he knows all the old ones. So they weren't they weren't necessary. They were like old school Chelsea in that they every other word wasn't fuck, you know. So you know they, it was it was good kind of pub fare and even spot, he, spot, yeah example. and even even some songs that weren't really Chelsea songs that were just songs that Phil liked to sing. It was he was a great songsmith was our Phil, uh, is our Phil I should say. He's still with us. Um, anyway, uh yeah mark's right there were some hilarious uh songs that were kicking around i i remember uh i remember one that we were singing as we we were all walking into the ground a whole load i mean it was mobbed you know it was, it was one that gets really kind of congested the millennium stadium when you go there as you're going in and there was one that really i just absolutely absolutely loved which we were singing uh all you know about the th- half an hour before we were going in and as we we're going just like scousers we love robin which i thought was very good and enjoyed singing rather Oh, rock. clever. I don't yeah. remember that one. Well remembered. Yeah. Wow. I'd never forgotten it. There was another one that I made up. I, I made that there was one I made up because at half time, um, there were the biggest queue. I'd never worked this out because when you go well, I mean, you know, it's not hard to work out. Most most football grounds are full of men in certainly in those days. But all the loos were absolutely completely rammed. All the male bogs were rammed where we were, and I was desperate for a piss because i had quite a skinful by then um and uh, there seemed to be more female toilets than men's toilets that's what i couldn't understand and uh i, I don't know i may i can't remember it now but i made up some song you nipped to into one didn't you Chidge? you what you nipped into oh a female. god yeah i did and we were singing in the bogs carefree wherever we may be we're in the ladies lavatory we don't give a fuck because we're we're having a pee we are the famous cfc it was you know spur of the moment stuff didn't catch on sadly uh, can't think why, but there you go. It was a great, it was a great day out. And I tell you what, because I'd been at the, uh, the the final against Arsenal a couple of years before, and 
God, I've never felt so depressed coming home. And it's a horrible trip back from Cardiff because you get stuck on the M4 for hours and hours. And if I never see Newport again, it won't be too soon. So there you go. But we'd won the cup and it was a great start. It was exactly what Mark was saying, JK, that J- jo- Jose was saying, we have to win a trophy at the earliest opportunity. It was opportunity. a benchmark, an absolute it benchmark. It was. It, it got that winning mentality into them. He said something beautiful. Uh, I mean, you know, prescient in a way. Uh, after the match I caught on the DVD, he says, I'm not going to do the Jose accent. He says, I will stay at this club as long as the board wants me and the supporters want me. If I'm in love with them, I'm in love with the club. I'll stay here forever. Liar. Well, who knows? I mean, you know, it it went Pete Tong a few years later, but maybe if it hadn't gone Pete Tong, he would have... I mean, we know now that his team stayed there for pretty much... Well, not forever, but for a bloody long time. So... I just thought that was really interesting to hear that. But there you go. Uh, and may, 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 maybe if he'd stayed, we might have won more European trophies. Well, maybe. Well, we, we also know. We would have won the league more than we did. We, yeah, we, we should have won, won the league yeah. a lot more. We yeah. should have won the league a lot more. We yeah. certainly would have won the Champions League before. We were so unlucky. Uh, news flash: we're still top of the league, by the way. Anyway, we're going into March. And uh, as JK mentioned, he got a very warm feeling in his naughty bits uh, after the Norwich away match, didn't you? Yeah. Didn't United lose that same day? I think they'd been on, what on the, is the um What the as the as the uh, Carling Cup final? No, no, on the on the Norwich day. I can tell you if you wait. Uh, yes. Well, Man United were second to us at the time, and right, uh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. They nil nil. Yeah, there was nil nil. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. That had been the reason that why we were so elevated into thinking it it was going to be ours because. Uh, all, uh, all, and we'd all we, I think this was this was at the end of the game. We'd I think weren't they well, the they, early kickoffs? Yeah, Joe, Joe, yeah, 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 they were. Jose, they were. Jose yeah. didn't tell the team. Yes, you're he, right. He hid the result from them. Yeah, that's because they've been on the screens. We've been watching it in the concourse, and therefore we went into the game um, buoyed by the fact that you know we only needed a draw would be good enough. But it didn't. We 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 thought we'd beat them because we'd beaten them four nil, and and lo and behold, Mackenzie scored for them. To make it one-one, but then we ran away with it. But um, he wasn't a bad player, Mackenzie. He put himself about, looked quite skillful actually. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, there was only one side in it. We were we were terrific that day. But also there was a, um, I think we changed the the changed the. Uh, um, it was it, we're going to win the league, and now you're going to believe us. I think was the chant that day. It wasn't it wasn't uh, um, top of the league having a laugh. It was. Uh, we're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. league. Yeah. Now you're going to yeah. believe us. And, and there was less, less. Yes. People, yes. people did begin to believe it now. Yes. It's going yes. to happen. Yeah. I felt that was the big moment. Yeah. And there was a, but there was a great feeling of joy amongst the supporters that day in particular after the nil nil and after, after the win. And it, it was, uh, yeah, you could, you could, it was becoming very likely. It was. And uh, another cracking cracking joe cole goal who by the way he won player of the month for the month of march and has had several chelsea players i think lamps and terry had both won it uh i think check won a player of the month as well joe jose won lots of managers of the month of, of course um so it's all looking rather good uh, of course next matchup we've got the return of barcelona got the second leg of the uh round of 16 uh at home to barcelona champions league we're 2-1 down um, maybe this is the time to talk about uh, what would have been going on behind the scenes. 
uh, before we get into this match because um, after Jose came out, because basically Jose came out in the press, didn't he, about Rijkaard buttering up Frisk at half time, you know, making an, a, a very similar to what he said about uh, Ferguson in the Carling Cup semi, but this was far more barbed and he was absolutely furious. And of course, it led to all sorts of shenanigans. Apparently, apparently, Chelsea fans sent a bullet with Frisk's name on it to him. None of this has ever been substantiated, I hasten to add. But Frisk came out and said uh, that he'd had death threats and actually promptly uh, retired. It's funny, isn't it, how many bent uh, UEFA referees against Chelsea retire as soon as there's a whiff of naughtiness about. Overbro anybody? He did the same yeah. thing. And again, there, there might be a day where you have a proper documentary about it. Um, like last week, I... I I finished watching FIFA Uncovered on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It really is. There's no surprises there. FIFA are corrupt. What a surprise. Jack Warner's a crook. What a surprise. But at some point in the future, you would not rule out the possibility of a documentary about what really went on behind the scenes. Well, well Mark, yeah. without, without diverting us away from the mighty Chels, I'm yeah. not sure if a doc, I'm not a proper doc has been made, but there have yeah. been many kind of docs made. And this goes way back way back and proven so for example juventus versus derby county in 73 proven that the match officials were corrupt and 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 robbed clough and derby leeds against bayern munich in paris proven that the referee was nobbled and corrupt and it cost leeds uh, a european cup now don't laugh too quickly everybody but it's true forest against anderlecht several years later Again, pr- against Clough again, proven. The, ma- the, the, the fucking referee was paid off. So if they were doing it in the 70s and the 80s, you can bet your ass they were doing oh, it yeah. in the noughties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. And again, that's the thing about watching the FIFA one. You know, everyone talks about the more recent scene with Qatar and Russia getting the World Cup. This documentary is incredible. It goes back to 1978 and Argentina getting the World Cup. Yeah, they, they've been at it for a long time. So UEFA will be no different from FIFA. They're, they, they're cut from the same cloth. But I'm saying at some point in the future, we may get to the real heart of what actually happened at half-time in that dressing room in Barcelona and what Rijkaard was doing in the referee's dressing room. Yeah, well, exactly. No, no reason to be there. Um, the consequence of all of this was that UEFA attacked Chelsea and Jose massively. And uh, it, it kind of prompted a hearing uh, it prompted, I think, I don't know who the UEFA chief was at the time, but he accused uh, uh, Chelsea and particularly Jose of being the enemy of football. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. Um, and he got a, he was banned, wasn't he, from the touchline? And I think he, he he didn't even go or something. I mean, this isn't this well, isn't the this isn't the laundry basket. That was no, Bayern this is Munich. this is the Bayern, Bayern Munich game, and obviously Johan Cruyff had strong historic ties to Barcelona as well. He came out and had a pop about Chelsea and Mourinho as well. Everyone was on the attack. Yeah. But again, perfect Mourinho going into this game. We're 2-1 down, but we've got the away goal. This was a big, big, big game. Well, guess what, it, game. guess what it did, which is what he was the master of. And he did this all season by taking the limelight. He took the pressure off the players. Yeah. And the attention off the players all the time. And boy, did I have I have. Well, I mean, we're, I, I would imagine that all three of us are going to say this is one of the best Chelsea games we've ever seen. I was lucky enough because, as usual, got moved from gate 17. I was sitting in the shed end behind these first amazing three goals. Good Johnson on eight minutes, Lampard on 17, Duff on 19. We were three nil up in 19 minutes, JK. 
Um, did you did you wet yourself with excitement? Um, I, I was ceasing to wet myself. Did a little was, bit of wee come out? Uh, no, no, I, I was grinning from ear to ear, as one does on these occasions. They're um, not allowed to wet themselves in the East Oh, OK. Right. It's against the rules. <laughs> in the shed end, we normally pee in a bottle, but I, I was so excited I missed the bottle, mate. Um, I, of course, freaked out when uh, Ronaldinho scored his wonderful toe-poke goal. Well, he, yeah, but he scored a penalty before that. He had done, indeed he had. I mean, he, they came back in. I mean, that was a bit of a deflator because they scored. It was a Pereira handball. It was a, it oh, was a it, definitely, definitely. But 27 minutes. So basically, you know, thinking about it, it's it's 4-2 after 20 minutes. And then Ronaldinho gets that penalty. So it becomes 4-3. And of course, they've got an away goal and we're going, oh, fuck. Um, but you're right. the the biggest The biggest uh, shock was, I, it's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen on a football pitch, actually. Because as I said, I was at the shed end, so I had a bit of a weird view of it because it was a long way away. And my memory of it was that Ronaldinho was just standing there and he kind of wiggled his bum, and the next thing I knew, the ball the ball was in the net. Nobody had moved. Got three yep. Chelsea players in front of him, and he manages to just to to tow it. He towed it, um, didn't he? Towed it at an angle, yeah. Through, um, I, look, I thought it was through somebody's leg. I don't think he just managed to get the get that moment absolutely correct. The, the, everybody had just moved to the right, thinking he was going to control it or hit the ball hard. Then he didn't. He just stabbed it, and Czech was completely unsighted. He didn't move. No, he didn't because no. all the players, all the players were were in in front of Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho was was sort of hemmed in, and um, it was great skill, great skill. But, but as you say, Chich, the, the three goals we'd scored at the beginning were absolutely fine. And the um, the the first, Good Johnson's first one was a was a, This is why I, I occasionally think I've given Kesman too much of a hard time. I mean, he did he, he'd feel out of his depth occasionally, but his pass to good for yep. the uh, for the Good Johnson um, goal was um, was absolutely fantastic at the very beginning. So uh, um, you you always think you tend to think a player isn't good enough, and all you think of is his bad moments. But there were moments for Kesman where. He was actually a, a a pretty good fit in the side, and Lampard anyway, yeah. Lampard robbing Xavi of the ball for dawdling. It was it was joyous, yeah. but it was yeah. it was the way that they ran at them. Duffer running them at them full oh, pelt, oh. walloping Duff, it in. I think that was Duff's best game. Absolutely phenomenal. He tore them apart. Apart. They apart. didn't know what had fucking hit them. It was joy. It was even better than the famous one in '99, Mark. I think, but it. Oh, I, I, I agree. I, I think. Uh, I think when I did my. I think I put both of them in when I did my Chelsea, but I think I said this is probably one of the the where it might be top three, one of the greatest games you'll ever see at Stamford Bridge. I yeah. think they sold DVDs afterwards of it. Yeah, they're not, exactly. not surprised. They did. I bought. Just, I bought one. Yeah, it was. It was just incredible. And again, you know, agree with JK about Ronaldinho's goal. I was in the Matthew Hardy, and it's like a stunned silence. You know, People just didn't know what he'd done because no. it was just so quick. <laughs> it was almost like a magician. It's like he's, he's gone with a, bl- a blink of an eye. It was. It's probably the best ever goal I've ever seen Chelsea concede. It was just an incredible game then because it, it became like a game of chess then because obviously it's 4-4 and you then have that situation with Barcelona. Do they stick? Do they twist? You know, Do they go further or do they sit back? And the same for us. We had to go forward. Because we needed, well, we'd, we'd have goal. gone out on away goals. I would have gone out on away goals. So that second half was fantastic it was. game of football. And, and top, and, they were both kind of. It was like mm. chess, but they were both Barcelona are always going to go for it because they love to attack. Yeah, it, it was yeah. it was toe to toe. It was enthralling. I mean, going back to that Ronaldinho goal, you're absolutely right, Mark. And I I, I sometimes 
kind of think back to it and go, was I imagining it? Because my memory of it was that, I mean, I know the Barca fans cheered because you can hear it when you watch it back on on the TV, but the Chelsea fans was just stunned into silence because we had never seen anything. I've never experienced a goal, you know, where the whole crowd just go, they're just silent. Nobody knew what had happened. It was bizarre. Yeah. I also think it was because they'd drawn level as well. That yeah. was uh, yeah. Yeah. feeling yeah. of, oh, shit, we, 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 were, we thought we'd run away with this game. Yeah. They're now level with us. What's going to happen? Cometh the man, cometh the hour, cometh the man. John Terry, Captain Legion legend, 76 minutes with an absolute cracking header, seals it for us. Couldn't have happened to a, a lamp better. Yeah. Um, Carvalho possibly committed two fouls. He, he possibly... Shh. Yeah. Pulled pulled somebody away and then went went for someone else and pulled them away as well. So Got to uh, love Ricky C. Got to love yeah. him. Got to love yeah. him. Um... That was Chelsea's 50th European game at the bridge. And as Mark says, probably never bettered. I mean, it's it's without doubt one of the best games I've ever seen at the Stamford Bridge. It was quite phenomenal. I, I know you, you think that, Mark. You had it in your top, I did, top 10. I did, yeah. Yeah. I think one, what, what I think one day we need to do that with our collective and actually try and compile the best 10 games ever at Stamford yeah, Bridge. Yeah, it's going to be tough, that one. But uh, Very tough. Course. That would yeah. be up there without uh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, brilliant stuff. So, of course, JK? I'm going to say, I think that, that because we'd gone three up after 17 minutes, there was actually the thought we might <laughs> score six in the first half. I think we could have done. Yeah, that was my my hope, that we would put the, game com- the tie completely yeah. out of sight of them. But that's not the Chelsea way, JK. Oh, I thought it was under Mourinho. Well, no, oh, not no, not under, no, because under Mourinho, you were only ever allowed to score four goals. It was like it's like oh, six and true. out, you know. You score four, no more. Uh, but there you go. So we were into the uh, quarterfinals of the Champions League, which was rather wonderful. Having been in the semi-finals, of course, the year before, I should hasten to add. Now- Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Cheech, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? 
Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Football Fancast. Something happened around this time because that that match was on the eighth of March, and of course, as every as any fool know, uh, the tenth of March is the anniversary of uh, the foundation of Chelsea Football Club, made special this year by the hundredth anniversary of said foundation, and they had this amazing party in the Butcher's Hook. Um, with the great and the good there, I mean, they had some. They had some celebrities. Uh, I think, uh, um, oh God, Steve Redgrave was there, Lawrence Delalio, um, and lots of ex-players and ex-managers. Terry Venables was there. Mark, where was my invite? Where was my invite? Yeah, J.K. Oh. Did you get an invite? No, no not yeah. even J.K. With all of his power oh. and influence and rich mates, I can't believe it. Shocking, shocking, shocking. So the first time I've heard of the party. And none of us got an invite. Yeah. Sorry, what did you say, JK? First I've heard of the party. Yeah, I know. No, I knew about it at the time, but yeah. I didn't get an invite. Anyway, no, I knew about it as well. Yeah. I, think, I think DJ got an invite. No, of course he did. Of course he did. The <laughs> ultimate bloody gate crasher. <laughs> oh, well, if he didn't, he blagged his way. He is a blagger. He is the blue blagger. He is the blue blagger. I'm not I think, I think, I think, I think he got an invite. I'm, yeah, so, sure not, I'm so not yeah. surprised. Well, I didn't yeah. get one, and I yeah. was a bit pissed off that I didn't. But there you go. Um, right, we're back to league uh, again now. And, of course, we're now kind of beginning to start counting down a bit. Uh, certainly figuring out how many games uh, we've got and uh, how many games we've got left and uh, where we are in the table, which just to remind you, dear children, is we're romping away with it. Uh, We've got 74 points and Man United have got 63, Arsenal 61. So we're 11 points clear. So, yeah, we're starting to think, how many games have we got left? When are we going to win it, you know? Uh, anyway, we get West Brom at home. Gnarly, old, horrible old West Brom side. Uh, we, we win 1-0 with a Drogba goal. Anything else to report on that one, boys? No, simple and straightforward. Like West Brom, really, really hard opponent. You know, they were struggling at the bottom of the table. They managed to stay up by one point because they had that amazing end-of-season finale to keep themselves up. But you know, another win, one step closer to the title. At this point, as well as people believing... We were going to win the league. What most people wanted was for us to win the league against Fulham at home because Fulham at home was 50 years to the day we won our first yeah, ever title. So that's where people's heads were at as well. Is it, we're going to win the league, which we're going to. Let's win it against Fulham because that's, you know, that's, you know, one of those strange, quirky football things. Yeah, yeah. A, bit, a bit like us winning the Champions League in 2012 yeah. on the 19th of May. Yeah, and that, I mean, it was it was five matches hence. Uh so the next one on the list is Palace at home. We romped home uh, 4-1. Lampard on 29 minutes. They equalised on 42. Another Joe Cole goal, 54. Kesman scored two goals. What is going came on? on? Came on a sub. Yeah, two goals. Yeah. To be fair, one of them was a typical Kesman goal. Did he come off one. his knob? And, no, well, it, it, 
it's the other aspect of Kesman. He had a really rather useless speculative shot that the goalkeeper let you, through his leg. You mean cross? Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. it just got, he sort of had a go and you thought, oh, I remember at the time thinking, oh, God, Kesman, oh, it's gone in. Bloody hell. God, typical. Uh, the other the other noteworthy point about this game saw the return of the wonderful Iron uh, Robin, uh, who came on as a sub for Duffer on 74 minutes. Uh, he then promptly, I should uh, I should uh, warn you, gets injured again uh, a matter of games later. Uh, I mean, no bloody luck at all. Uh, also, uh, uh, Ferreira, um, he, I think he, he did something to his ankle uh, and he was going to be out for the rest of the season. And Paolo had been a, a, a rock for us as right back. Although, you know, Glenn Bad Johnson had not been doing as badly as I expected him to, to be fair, uh, you know. Uh, I think was this before he nicked a toilet seat from B and Q? I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I, I don't know why. I always think that was the most notable thing. I think he might have been at Portsmouth when he did that. To be fair, mm. anyway. Uh, so we're still top of the league, having a laugh. We're going into April, so it's beginning to get get crunch time now. Um, Southampton away uh, again. Routine, as Mark would say. Have I missed Birmingham out? I have, haven't I? I no, Birmingham's to come. Yeah, I've remembered. It was mm. Premier League having a laugh was the phrase. Mm. Premier League, having a laugh. Premier League, having a laugh. Yeah. When we were then top of the league, we're having a laugh. That's what we sang back as a consequence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was it. It just came to me. I, I, I thought that was more when we were play, playing teams. That were shit. In the cup, yeah. below us. Yeah. So I thought Scunthorpe sang that against yes. us. Yeah, well, yeah. when they went 1-0 so, up. When they, they went 1-0 up. Well, I they did, Scunthorpe yes. Said, yeah, I think that's where it probably started from. Yeah. You know, lower league sides, you know, so the Scunthorpe was probably its origin. Yeah. Right, Southampton uh, away, as I said. We won 3-1, fairly routine again. Um, Lampard opened the scoring on 22 minutes. Good Johnson uh, on 39 minutes. I should note here a great assist by Bad Johnson for Good Johnson. Uh, Phillips scored. <laughs> Phillips scored one. Very on, good. Thank you. Uh, Phillips scored one on sixty-nine, and Good Johnson made it three-one on eighty-three. All very routine. Uh, just as well, really, because we've got an absolute mahusive match coming up. We were thirteen points clear at that time. Yeah, it's yeah. We're 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 storming it, mate. We're storming it. Why we were worried at all? I don't know. Mind you, we weren't really. Were we? Uh, we knew we were going to win it. Um, right. Okay. Next up, we've got the quarterfinal of the Champions League first leg. By Munich at home. Now Munich were a were a tough nut to crack. I'll just give you an idea of who they have playing for them. Actually, uh, Oliver Kahn, the German goalkeeper, uh, Lucio, Brazilian, Kovac, Croatian, I think, Lizarazu, Lizera, uh, a World Cup winner with France, uh, Sally Ham, oh Christ on a bike, Sally Hamzic, I think. I've got a signed Sally Hamzic shirt somewhere. What shirt is it? Who it's a is Bayern it? Munich shirt. A Bayern Munich shirt. Because wow. when we made that um, greatest goals against Man United, oh yes, uh, the producer who became a great mate of mine, I, I, I produced one of the programs, the goals against United. He he's a big Man United fan. He produced the goals for Man United, and he went over to Bayern Munich for a day to do some filming with some of them, and uh, one of them was Sally Hamzic, and uh, he brought that back from his a present. And I've, it's, it's, it, I, I didn't really want it because it was Bayern Munich, you know. And, and it was Sally Hamzic. I mean, if anybody wants a sign, been Balak, it would have been. Yeah. It would have been. Oh, if it was Balak, that would have been different. That would have been. That would have been almost. Um. Uh, um. um what, what you call it? Um, I'd have liked it because I love Balak. Out, out, out of limits time, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. 
It would. Not playing for Chelsea. If anybody wants a signed Bayern Munich Sally Hamzit shirt, let me know and you can have it. Uh, 25 quid on eBay. 25 quid on eBay. If I can find it, actually, I could probably flog it to a stupid Bayern Munich fan, couldn't I, really? Maybe I'll do that. No, I love Dan. He gave it to me as a present. I'm keeping it. Change my mind. Uh, it'll stay stay in the bottom of a cupboard wherever I've thrown it. I can't even. I don't even know where I've put it. Anyway, I'm waffling on here. Bayern Munich at home. This was, if you thought, the, I mean, the Barcelona match was brilliant. This was equally nuts and very entertaining. Uh, wonderful Joe Cole opens the scoring for us on five minutes. And then Schweinsteiger, also known as Pig Mounter uh, for Bayern on 53. Horrible, horrible human being and player, uh, which was rather depressing that he scored. But do not fear. Chelsea were made of sterner stuff. And actually, also one of the best goals I've ever seen Frank Lampard score. And I think he... He says it's one of the best goals he's scored for Chelsea, hasn't he, Mark? He has, yeah. It is an incre- incredible goal. A really incredible goal at the Matthew Harding end. It's um, the spin round, isn't it? The absolutely. Spin. The spin round is incredible. Yeah. And he, again, he, he chests it with his back to goal, but yeah, he chests yeah. it round and then volleys yep. it. It's just fucking superb. And it's Oliver Kahn in goal. And it's Oliver Kahn. It's an incredible goal. Yeah. I mean, actually, that reminds me. I forgot to read out the rest of the Bayern team who were good. Uh, yeah, so Khan, Lucio, Kovac, Lizarazu, Sally Hamzic, uh, Pigmounter, Michael Ballack, Owen Hargreaves, Z Roberto, Mehmet Scholl. That's a bloody good team we were playing. Didn't they have Torsten Frings playing? Torsten Frings well. was playing as well. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jeremy's, he was a sub that didn't come on. Deisler. Sebastian Deisler was a good player. He didn't. He didn't get on either. I don't. This think. was a good Bayern Munich team. Yeah, they yeah. they would have been thinking we're going to win the the Champions League this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but they didn't, did they? Anyway, so yeah, Lamp, Lamp scores a couple. One of them, the goal we described, which is one of the best goals I've seen him score. So it's now three one. Drogba really uh, kind of nails it. Uh, puts us four one up on eighty one minutes. Home and hosed. You would have thought. There we go. We're through to the next round. But oh no, Michael Ballack soon to become. One of my favourite players. I loved Mickey Ballack. I absolutely loved him. But on 90 minutes, he did one of the most obvious and appalling <laughs> and worst dives I have ever fucking seen on a football pitch. And how that pillock of a referee, Rennie Temnik, Temink, didn't spot this. He just basically, he was in the penalty area. I think it was a corner. And he just threw himself to the floor and got up like he'd been assassinated. And the referee gave a penalty. Rick, Ricky Carvalho was like doing kittens. I mean, he, he, he was. He was, he we was like, like, what the fuck? Yes. You know? And, yes. um, you know, and JT, JT was going to referee saying, why? Why? Did he keep asking him? Because I mean, he's why? not wrong. Uh, so Ballack cheated like you wouldn't believe and, of course, slotted the penalty away because because that's what Ballack did. This is really, really funny because, um, you know, obviously we signed Ballack a few years later and uh, by this time, Dazza, Dazza Mental was was a, a, a one of the main the main men on the Chelsea fan cast and he never ever spoke kindly of Ballock on a Chelsea fan cast show ever but Dazza Dazza and I used to say come on Dazza Ballock's brilliant he's a great I fucking hate him fucking hate him I, he never forgave him he never forgave him for that dive ever I can understand that actually it's consistent I loved him for it Very I used to wind him up used to wind him up about it but he never Never forgave it. Now, uh, we were kind of alluding to this earlier, Mark, weren't we? This, of course, is the match with the, the famous Jose Ban, isn't it? It is. Uh, and it's a two-match ban. So he's banned for the home leg and he's banned for the away leg. Apparently, there's a video about like John Terry got interviewed the other night. I've not seen it yet. Uh, they posted the same video twice where I think he talks about this. But um, Jose quite cleverly gets himself smuggled in 
um, by kitman Stuart Bannister in the kit hamper. So he's there before the game. Um, and as far as UEFA are concerned, I think Jose was supposed to be um, in, the in the hotel room. In the hotel, the hotel yeah. or the health, health club. Uh, and this moment in the first half, apparently, where obviously it was a mild night. It wasn't a cold night. Um, you know, unlike the current weather we're experiencing. And Rui Farrar was wearing a sort of a bobble hat on a mile night. And he kept touching his right ear. And I think the TV cameras, I think, grasped him up to UEFA. Um, so I think something happened clearly at half-time um, because then in the second half, like, Rui Farrar was no longer, I don't think he was no longer wearing the bobble hat. So if he had an earpiece in there. But Silvina Lauro one of our backroom staff as well. He then kept going down the tunnel all the way through the second half. And each time he came back with a piece of paper. And obviously he came back with a piece of paper and hands it to Steve Clark, who was, I think, acting, acting manager night. And every time he went down for the latter part of the game, it coincided with a Chelsea substitution. <laughs> but then the best bit, though, is obviously we won, we won the game 4-2. But 10 minutes before the end, because obviously UEFA would probably come into the dressing room, Mourinho has to be smuggled out. Uh, and I think, what I don't know whether Mourinho, I think Mourinho might have told the story himself, um, um, that Stuart Bannister is wheeling Mourinho out in the laundry basket. Uh, and obviously he had the small gap for Mourinho to breathe. But when the UEFA people are there in the corridor, Stuart Bannister puts the lids on the laundry basket and Mourinho can no longer breathe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, he... He nearly died as a result of this, he said, like by, by being in that sort of like laundry basket for too long while Stuart Bannister was trying to smuggle him out um, to, I think, yeah, I think he did take him actually to um, the health club afterwards. Um, but yeah, you know, great stunt by Mourinho. He was in the dressing room with the players before the game. Yeah. Brilliant. It's like a Marx Brothers movie, isn't it? It's brilliant. Um, so there we go. So you would have thought advantage Chelsea, although Bayern have got two away goals, which may or may not come into play in the uh, second leg. But before that, uh, we back to league duty and we got Birmingham at home. Uh, as we've already said, we've had them in the cup and we had them up, up in St Andrews and both proved to be relatively tough matches. And this was no exception. And this was a weeny bit disappointing, Mark, wasn't it? Because it was kind of making us feel that we might not win it at Fulham. Win yeah, the league at yeah. Fulham. Yeah, the, the title's in sight. We're on a good good run, I think. One, two, three, four, five, six. With one, going back to Liverpool, seven games in a row. We really were on a roll on this. And obviously, Bir- Birmingham rocks up. And yeah, Birmingham was the better side for large large parts of the game. And we need we needed Drogba to basically save our skin with um, less, less than 10 minutes to go. Uh, and actually, Drogba actually came on as a substitute in this game. He came on at half-time. So we did not perform it in, in the first half. So it was frustrating, but there was another opportunity to come. So although we dropped points against Birmingham, our next home game would be against Arsenal. And if we beat the Arsenal, we put them out of sight straight away. Uh, and they were the title holders, if I remember rightly. Um, and then we could still win it against Fulham. But we'll come to that in a minute because we had the small matter of a game in Munich. Were you there? No, I didn't go to this one. Um, I did. I did three European games this year, but I missed the Munich game. So this was another 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 cracker. You know, again, we really played well out there. We just had a bit of a hiccup towards the latter part of the game. It was a bonkers but, game, wasn't it? I but mean, Mourinho banned again. Yeah, again, but again, yeah, it was on ITV. I watched it at home. Clever Mourinho. He's banned, so he has to sit in the stands. So he sits with all the German fans. <laughs> 
he sits with the Bayern fans. So again, he turns all the attention onto him. Yeah. So all the Bayern fans, he's sitting amongst them, are jeering and giving him stick, etc. You know, as the players come out on the pitch. And not only that, when he does that, he leaves after about ten minutes, and then goes back to the hotel, and he takes all that crowd noise and anger with him. Yeah. He's Genius. a clever bugger, isn't he? Yeah. JK, you were lucky enough to be there. And I, and I say this for obvious reasons, because, I mean, without spoiling it for everybody, we get through. But it was also the last Bayern match at the Olympia, Olympia Stadium. I was about to say that. Yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. That's quite special it, to have been there for that, I think. They, um, I, I was ignorant. I didn't. I think, well, I, I mean, I you know, the World Cup final in 74, England yeah. in 2001. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. You know, it, it had a great status, that, uh, that place. And... Um, uh, but they were off to was it the alliance they were on to? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Soon after that, yeah. Um, uh, I had a very strange experience with a um, a slightly drunk fan who uh, was annoyed that I wasn't singing. Uh, who accused hang on, me? Hang of on, not... hang on. This is a uh, fan annoyed with me for not singing chapter seven hundred and twenty-three. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that story again. Yes, who <laughs> was convinced I wasn't a true Chelsea fan? You're not because... Chelsea, mate. You ain't singing, mate. Exactly, exactly, and um, uh, and we went. We, they had those what they all have now is the safe standing um, seats. That uh, um, the, there was some seat you could sit in the seat, but then stand on the bar with the and hold on to the bar in front, so, um, which was now what they do in the in the Premier League as some kind of novel thing to put in the Premier League. But they had them there already, and um, I managed to convince him because he was drunk that he would have. Um, also, the devil was entering my soul because he just kept saying, "You're not singing, you know. You're not a proper fan." Said, Mate, it's okay, it's okay. Look, I, I really am a proper fan. Trust me, I've been seeing, I think, every single game this season. Yeah, prove it, prove it. Sing. You don't know this song. You're not a true fan. Yes, okay. I, 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 I probably am not in your mind a true fan. I said, listen, you'd have more traction. I said if you stood on the top of the bar here, and then you could. So everybody try and get everybody to sing all the songs with you he said he said that's a really good idea you're absolutely right i will i'll do that i'll do that so he climbed on top via the seat onto the the top of the uh you know the, it's basically the little bit of scaffold that you normally the rail yeah. rail that's the word the rail yeah so that, and he stood on the rail and fell off and banged his head and knocked himself out and i felt very pleased <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming, but it was still fucking funny. <laughs> and if you were if if you were that person, write in and sue Jonathan Kidd at ChelseaFanCast at gmail.com. He's probably too drunk to remember. <laughs> he would be. He would be. He woke up with a sore head the next day. Next day yeah. he just lay there. And meanwhile we saw the, the madness. Oh, did you, the you you should have got up and said, You're not singing anymore. You're not singing anymore. I should have Done that. Call yourself a proper Chelsea fan, lying on the ground. Yeah, lying there. on the ground, but we're winning. The, we're winning the game at the end here. But uh, we scored some great goals in that game, and then they suddenly scored two at the very end, didn't they? Yeah, which... two, two on ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. Which made my it all bum the... started squeaking. Actually, do you know oh, what? It... it didn't actually. I just thought, well, that's fucking no, stupid. No, because they couldn't win. Yeah. They didn't score again. I well, thought, it was yeah. it was six five on aggregate. It was closer than we might have dared yes, think. True, true. That's true. There was a feeling somehow that he'd, he'd almost thought, "Oh fuck it, I'll just put lots of subs on. It doesn't matter." But they, uh, yeah, they they did score these these two quick goals. But yeah, it was um, it was that was the feeling then. Actually, I got the feeling that we were going to win the, the Champions League at the end of that game. 
because we were so good. We were so we so outplayed them, and as you say, they were a very decent side. They were a very decent side. Very good. Players. Yeah, they were. Um, even though even though they had Felix Magath, the future uh, Fulham manager, and Mister Magoo look alike uh, <laughs> as manager, but uh, there we go. Or, or, or yeah, anyway, we actually looked like a character from Danger Mouse as well, didn't he? I remember we used to take the piss out of him on the fan cast because I think by the time he was the Fulham manager, we were doing the fan cast. I used to take the piss out of him. All. I used to put in the they weren't memes in those days, but I used to put two photographs up. You know, one of the character from Danger Mouse and the other of, of him. <laughs> which is which? Which, which is which? Is yeah. Which. So there you go. What was his style at Fulham? What did he do that was, I think, now would be considered really quite avant-garde, but pretty good? Didn't he? Didn't he press, or did he? Did he just defend and then break on um, uh, on the counter? Play out from the it? back or something? Like that. <laughs> It was something that everybody does now, and he was accused of being an idiot at the yeah, time. Yeah, no. Or it, was, it was helped by the fact that, what, that what was the Fulham kept losing. What was the name of the character in Danger Mouse? I can't remember, but he looked like him. It's Penfold, wasn't it? it yeah, I, I can't it's remember. Penfold? Yeah, no, I'm been. sure it was Penfold. might have been. Anyway, we, beat, uh, we lose to Bayern Munich 3-2, but we do go through. So we're now in the semi-final, which is great. Uh, would you believe against Liverpool? Well, we'll get to that in a minute, uh, because then we've got uh, the Arsenal at home. Uh, remember, we've got a lousy, lousy track record. You know, we drew 2-2 with them at Highbury. We, we'd still never beaten them in the Premier League at Highbury. Um, and uh, if, they thought, if they thought that that match at Highbury was Judgment Day, Mark, what on earth did they think? I suppose they didn't really give a shit by now because we are we are 82 points, they're 71. So, you know, they're a long way behind. They're 11 points behind. But no doubt Sky decided it was really crucial and that Arsenal could get back into it and win the league. I think it was it a Monday night game they showed on. Nope. Yeah. Wednesday night. Was it a Wednesday? Oh. Sorry, it was a Wednesday. I knew it was a midweek game. I couldn't remember what, what day of the week it was. Um, but again, coming back to talk about the Birmingham game, this was really important. As you said, we didn't have a great record against Arsenal, but if we'd beaten them that night, we were just one step away from winning the league, which our next home game on Saturday was against Fulham. And again, they're so annoying and so frustrating, Arsenal. Because they they did a number on us this night as well. They they frustrated us. They and we parked ended up the bus, a, mate. Yeah, we ended up with a nil nil draw. It was just so because it was almost at this point, you know, people were singing, "Have you ever seen Chelsea win the league?" And we're going to win the league. We were we were that close. Yeah, the shushes had stopped. Even the most pessimistic, you know, Chelsea were not going to blow this. Now it was is a case of you know not if we would win the league, it was when we were going to win the league, and. Yeah, it would have been absolutely fantastic if we could won the league on the 50th anniversary, but it wasn't to be because we dropped two points against Arsenal on this night. Yeah, and we had plenty of chances, didn't we? It wasn't as if... Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, so basically where we're at, we're 11 points clear and five games to go. Yeah, it was so yeah. close. So had, had, had we beaten them, um, we would have been 14 points clear with five games to go. We, we'd have only needed a point against Fulham to win the league. It was that close. Yeah. Well, you it, could smell it. it you could smell close. it, I know. But of course, you know, if, we, if the next game is Fulham on the 20th, on St George's Day, St John George Terry's Day. Um, but uh, as you say, if we'd have got a result against Arsenal, which finished nil-nil for those of you who don't remember, uh, we would have won it uh, against Fulham 50 years to the day that we won our first league title. But sadly, we didn't win against Arsenal, so uh, we still had to go and beat Fulham, JK, your friends from down the road. Um, and, uh, and you know, 
we we duly delivered. I think is 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 the best. My favourite player of all time, Collins John, did score for them on forty one minutes to make it one one after Cole had uh, put us ahead and Lamp scored on sixty four. Good Johnson on eighty seven. Um, what do you remember about this match? Uh, a kind of sort of mist of uh, uh, of expectancy and delirium, knowing that if we won it, we just have to beat Bolton the following week and then we'd be champions. Yeah. But, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't even just that, J.K. If I if I remember rightly, on the Monday night, Arsenal were playing Spurs. So, oh, well, remember. Had Arsenal not got a result on that Monday we'd against have won Spurs, it by then. we'd have, we'd won, have it. won the league without playing Bolt. Absolutely, remember that now. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. we'd have won the league without playing Bolt. Yes. The fact Arsenal beat Spurs meant we had to you know, win. We, we had to win the league. Bolt. Absolutely, yeah. And really well, we're well remembered, Mark. Absolutely, but I remember the. The feeling of of real annoyance when uh, when Arsenal beat Spurs, yeah, on the Monday, yeah, absolutely, well, well remember. Uh, and by now, by now, by the way, folks, uh, Bolton are not near the bottom of the table; they're fifth. So going yeah. up there, needing to win to win the title, was not going to be a walkover like you would imagine it to have been. But before all of that, the small matter of our second ever Champions League semi final and uh, our consecutive. Champions League semi-final. Uh, this is against Liverpool at home. Um, cagey, Mark. Very, very cagey. Yeah, I, I, I think on, on that first leg game, I thought Benitez set Liverpool up really well against us. I think he did a number on Reno in that first leg. It was a bit frustrating. We were on, we were on a good period of form. You would have fancied us. Liverpool, I think, have about 30 points behind us in the league. Um, but we should have beaten Liverpool at home. I think I'd have taken a 1-0, but they, they did well to get a 0-0 draw. But again, the way you were about Chelsea at that time, you thought, hang on a minute, if you go and draw one one all at Anfield, we're still through. And we'd already beaten them in the league up there. So you, you didn't think it was the end of the world. You still think, do you know what? We can go to Anfield and we can make the Champions League final. I think Mourinho said as well he thought it was a decent result as we yeah. established because it was nil nil and they hadn't scored, nil. hadn't yeah. scored the away goal against us. And yeah, yeah. It was a really dull game. They stymied us. They did. They, 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 they prevented us from playing. It they was, had chances though. I mean, we had chances. They had chances. There were good saves as well from both sides. It was, you know, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a but allowed to, to flow in the way that uh, we have before. Well, he could be a clever bugger, Benitez. Um, but you know, I mean, if you remember, both league games we'd won one nil, so they were all they were tight matches against Liverpool around this this period. But uh, yeah, you know, I think I think I mean, you know, I I felt a bit down really actually because I hadn't learned that actually under Mourinho a nil nil at home was a really good good result in the Champions League because of no no away goal and like you were saying. But uh, yeah, all to play for. That's the bottom line. Uh, but before that, of course, the little matter of a trip to Bolton. Now, we all knew that if we won up at Bolton, we would win our first Premier League title ever and our second league title of all time and, and win it 50 years after we'd won our first one and then in the 100th anniversary year of the club founding. It was rather special. Um, how many of us managed to get a ticket? No, I couldn't get a ticket, and that's a real frustration. They, Bolton away, I think I said it in the part one, Bolton away was sold out in December. Yep, I couldn't get a ticket. Yeah. You Pe- got pe- sorry, go on, Mark. People, people had that foresight as far back as December to get a Bolton ticket. I think they also got a Newcastle and a Man United ticket as well. They were hedging their bets. 
because our last seven away games all sold out in December. Yeah. People were that confident we'd win the league. So really frustrating I couldn't get a ticket to no. Bolton. Nor could I, but there was consolation prize for me later. But J.K., had a he had the Willy Wonka golden ticket, didn't you? He did. Yes, yeah. I did. He is Charlie in the Chelsea factory. I sat next to a woman who sobbed all the way through the game, all wow. the way, and when, and when we actually won it, collapsed in a kind of. Was it because you weren't singing? <laughs> I asked her to perch on the edge of the seat. <laughs> she'd, she'd been, did, she'd been did in she stand on the rail and fall over? <laughs> 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 Yeah, there was such huge emotion. It was it was absolutely brilliant. It was a brilliant occasion. I mean, there um, there was there were obvious expectation that we win. I wonder if it would have been so disappointing if we hadn't. And then we, but we 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 turned up brilliantly, and it, it down to Frank scoring both goals. Um, uh, the second one when, when he, he I think was when he ran on goal, wasn't it? He from some some way out, and then he went round the Escalada and then booted it in. You could just see it coming, and the expectation, knowing that this would, you know, this would win. With oh, okay, filling up here, this would win the title was um, was fantastic. Just what the 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 emotion that was that was rising in that moment when he ran towards the goal and actually rounded Yaskalina and then put it in was oh my goodness me, um, collapse of. I remember the woman saying to me, I've waited all my life for this. And she said, it's the best moment of my life. I didn't say to her, um, children, um, uh, uh, any other marriage, anything? No, no, nothing like that. I didn't say that. I felt that would have been um, unfair in her great moment. You of are joy. an old scrote. You were nearly crying a minute ago, for Christ's sake. Just the mere thought of us winning the title. <laughs> Yeah, people listening, he had a tear he in his did. eye. He did. He did. There yeah. were tears. There were tears. There were tears, mate. Here now. It yeah. was a fabulous occasion. It was yeah. absolutely fabulous. The team delivered, and the emotion was immense. It was just blimey. It it was joyous beyond belief, um, and uh, uh, and people around just saying, "I never thought we'd see the day." We're very similar to. Ninety-seven, actually, people not thinking that we'd see a um, see the team win the win the cup. Uh, I, I felt the same, um, the, the same sort of balance of pleased that an excellent team had had, had performed superbly. But there, were, the, with this, there was also the hope that we would be um, winning the Champions League. You, you didn't, you thought it could go, it could go anywhere with this side. They were so talented, but in particular on that day, um, we then went outside. Uh, hung, hung about for no apparent reason, just all hanging about, you know, um, uh, waiting to see if players would would appear. And the players came out. We saw the players getting to the coach, and uh, I mean, hundreds of us, hundreds and hundreds of people didn't go home as a consequence of it. Just they just, it, it, I think it was very similar also to winning the Champions League, where people milled and and embraced who didn't know each other. You know, it was that feeling of we're all part of a of a team here. We're all part of a family, and. Uh, uh, and we've been put through it, but now here we are. We've we've actually won a title, um, and it's just the beginning. There was also the feeling that it was the beginning of something, um, uh, and that was uh, tied in with Mourinho. We didn't actually think that uh, he would then not be there in two years. You didn't think that far ahead. You thought he's he's a, a great manager. Well, it's we a were great... thinking Wenger Ferguson. Yeah, indeed, it, absolutely. There'll be a dynasty. This could go on and on, but we. Um, we we saw saw we cheered all the players onto the coach. They all got on the coach, and they did that thing of of popping their heads out of the skylight 
just to, to wave at everybody. Did, and didn't the, one or two of them dance on the top of the coach? I yeah, think Joe I, Cole did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I can't remember. I don't think he got I've heard, out of it. I've heard that from people I think, who were there. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd, I'd heard from people there that Joe Cole was up on the roof, singing along. So obviously now everyone could sing. Have you ever seen Chelsea win the league? Yes, yes we, we have. have. And Joe Cole was up on the roof of the coach singing it along with everybody who was there. I remember him sticking his head out of the skylight. I don't remember him getting out of the coat. No, he was, si- he, was, he was sitting on the skylight, is what I was told people. Oh, no, there. yeah, yeah. But no, I thought the impression you gave me yeah. that he was actually dancing on the top of the... Oh, no, 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 he was dancing. You no, 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 he stuck his head out of the... Uh, yeah, he was on the edge of the skylight, yeah. yeah and yeah. But they did, a, they did a bizarre thing. They did a spot. Everybody did a spot. But everybody, in order to make the spot work properly, everybody crouched. So they sang all 10 verses of Spot, crouching in the car park. How was your knees? And hey, they weren't as bad then as they are now. (laughs) You didn't pull any hamstrings. (laughs) Funny enough, I leapt up quite quickly and went, oh, oh, but no, I didn't. No. Um, But so it was the surreal aspect of everybody who'd, who'd been cheering and asking them for songs and singing with them when we did the Spot, crouching down just for the 10th one, so they could all rise up for um, 10 when ten men went to Mo, went to Mo a Meadow, and then to do the Chelsea clap at the end of it. it was just bizarre. And uh, if, if only I'd taken a picture of it, it would have been so weird. Um, and then uh, the coach drove off and we all just, you know, didn't want to leave, really. We just wanted to be, to bask in the environment. It was fabulous. What a fabulous occasion it was. Wow. Anybody who was there is just unbelievably lucky to have been there. And I think you made a good point about 97, JK, because I think there were three three games like that, exactly like that, that we none of us ever thought we would... I mean, a, a whole generation, really. I mean, I, you, you were old enough to, to have actually been at the 70 Cup final, I think, weren't you? Aye. Yeah, but I mean, for a generation of supporters who were too young for that, never thought we'd see us win the FA Cup again. Never thought we'd you know see us win the league and never ever dreamt that we'd see us win the champions league and i wasn't there in 97 i wasn't there in in uh in bolton in 2005 but i was there in munich and like you were saying jk i mean we i don't nobody was sobbing near me during the match it was a bit too tense for that but my god the mass outbreak of tears at the end including me you know because we couldn't believe that or didn't we just didn't believe that we'd ever see it you know, and and I we'll, we'll talk about this in the summary about the first time and why that makes a difference. But it was something else. Mark, where did you watch it? I watched it at home. I didn't actually didn't watch it at home. I didn't have Sky then, so I actually listened to it on Five Live. So I, I, I yeah, I think it was like too nervous at this point, just sort of did, and annoyed that I couldn't get the ticket. So I thought I'll listen to it at home, and that was just like nerve wracking because I was just sort of thinking it would be so so Chelsea. To blow it now, and we'd, we'd have we'd have to sort of win it on another day. And it was just, you know, listening to football on the radio, I think is great, but it's also extremely nerve wracking because oh, you think ever. you've got to score in every attack. So I think it was more of a sense of relief on my part. We actually got it over line and won the damn thing. And then you you had all the TV stuff anyway because it then became a major news item that Chelsea had won the league. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 I feel your pain. I mean, I, I, I too didn't have Sky in the flat for various yeah. reasons in good old Pimlico. But uh, so I had to go off and find a pub to watch it in. And uh, I wanted to make sure I didn't want to be 
I didn't want to be in a pub with lots of people. I needed to be where people were not. And I, I found the ideal pub for that, which is a pub called, well, in those days, it was called the Warwick Arms in Pimbley. Oh, I know the Warwick. Yep. Yeah. Good pub. Yeah, yeah. Well, in those days it was. It's a bit shit well, now. Yeah. It's got a different yeah. name and everything. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. And there was I. There were hardly anybody in the pub. They had a little kind of, uh, little kind of alcove, really, not an alcove, but bigger than that. But kind of, it was a bit, it was kind of separate from the main bar where the TV, big, big screen, you know, big pull down screen. And they had the match on. I was the only person in there watching the match. And I sat there, you know, chain drinking Stella, uh, nervous as a fucking kitten. I mean, just shitting a brick. Because like you, Mark, I thought we're going to blow it. We're going to blow it. We're going to blow it. And, you know, I wasn't relieved when Lampard scored that first goal, although I was ecstatic. Because actually, if you remember, before that went in, uh, Czech made an incredible save from Kevin Davies, who always causes trouble. And he, he actually saved a header that was goal-bound from Geremai. So, you know, Bolton were not out of it at all. And I was like, my bum was squeaking like you wouldn't believe it. Um, but when Lampard... It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Scored that goal on 76 minutes. I mean, like you were saying, even, you know, a couple of hundred miles away, sitting in a pub on my own, the relief was just palpable absolutely palpable and i was almost speechless i didn't know what to do i sat you know it's like, it's like surreal you yeah. can't believe that chelsea won the league no well i couldn't yeah. Yeah. i mean the brilliant thing this is where the consolation prize came in because right at the final whistle my phone started buzzing like billio i had martin text me where are you where are you where are you we're all going down the king's road Royal tell oh, where are you and then Phil, we've just been, we've just been, we've been watching in, in Twickenham. We're, we're all coming down. So basically, the carrion cry was, we're all going down the King's Road. So I headed off there. And uh, as, as did about 3,000 other Chelsea supporters. And it was, I have to say, of all my years of supporting Chelsea, it's one of the most incredible nights I've ever had. So I didn't go to the game, which was an absolute pisser. But I was in the King's Road with three thousand, easily 3,000 Chelsea fans. I mean, it was a sea of broken glass by the end of it. Everybody was drinking in the street, hugging each other. Me, telling Martin, and having a crack. I think we all went off for a curry in that. What's that funny little place? Uh, you know, the nearest curry shop to... to it's, it, it, I can't remember what it's called now, but um, or then, funnily enough. But um, it's almost on its own, isn't it, by all the scarf sellers. We went in there. Oh yeah, it's, it's no longer a curry place. Yeah, no. it's changed. It's changed its name again this season. Yeah, Chelsea own that. You do. You know Chelsea and the freehold. I did not know that, but uh, yeah, we, we yeah. went in. We went in there because we were so drunk, we needed something to eat. And mm. Phil, Phil, I think, basically passed out in in his curry, head first. 
and we we played uh we played that game where you just pile loads and loads of food on their head and when they wake up it goes everywhere so it was just an absolutely mad night and i ended up i ended up uh drink the, the the last drinks i had were in the imperial arms where i ended up dancing with paul cook from the sex pistols very drunkenly uh, which I do remember m- mentioning in a CFC UK article. It was quite a mad night. It was, as, jo- as JK would say and did say, it was joyous. And that's but the it. season was not over. No, it wasn't, Mark. What, we what, had what, another what's coming game. up next? Champions League semi-final at Anfield. And because I'd been to three European games, because the, the ticket policy was different for European games, I missed out on the Arsenal game last season because you needed like three, four or five European games. And I've done them this year. So I actually got tickets to Anfield for the second leg. So annoyed as I was not getting a Bolton ticket, I was equally delighted that potentially I could see Chelsea qualify for the Champions League final at Anfield. Yeah. But before I got to the ground, I booked accommodation um, in Waterloo. I just like the idea of Waterloo. It's about five miles from Anfield. Um and I stayed in what was called the Park House Hotel in Waterloo. And it was run by the Augustinian Sisters. It was a group of nuns. Uh, it used to be uh, an old convent. Um, came complete with a chapel. It was, it, was like, it was like staying in a nunnery. It was absolutely surreal. And the nun that was running this hotel in Waterloo was called Sister Carmel. And it was, it was only 20 quid a night. And its claim to fame was... Prior to it being a convent, yeah, it used to be a nursing hospital. And Anne Robinson from The Weakest Link was born there. Absolutely surreal. And they actually had a bar, and Sister Carmel worked behind the bar and served you a pint. It was just like... Was she a Carmelite Carmelite nun? No, she was an Augustinian nun. She she should have been called Augustine then. Yeah, she should have been. Yeah, we could have been in Munich in in the Augustine beer keller. Yes, boom boom. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just really weird. Like, you know. Um, but obviously we get to Andrew. We had we had a drink um on Everton side of the ground. I can't remember the name of the pub. That pub right opposite Goodison Park. Um all the guys would go was we met in there, then we walked through Stanley Park. Uh, and again, people, if you've not watched it since, and I haven't watched the game since, you know, you know got the whole ball over line, etc. Um there's a great video you can watch. A Liverpool fan has posted how noisy um, the cop was that night too, and you'll never walk alone. And to their credit, it is the noisiest I've ever been in Anfield. The racket they made, and they talked about those famous European nights, Senate, and Bruce Munchengladbach, etc. <laughs> but all the time they were singing, you never walk alone. The whole Chelsea section just kept singing, we are the champions, we are the champions. We are the chat, and it was just relentless. A bit like when you used to sing Chelsea, Chelsea, and the Chelsea fans sang it for the whole of You'll Never Walk Alone. And if you watch this video, you can hear, despite you know, You Never Walk Alone, the Chelsea fans continually singing, like, We are, we are the champions, uh, absolutely sort of like stuck one up them, you know. But it went a little bit sour a few minutes in, um, with that ghost goal from Garcia. Mm. It was never in. Never in. It was never, never ever in. But here's the thing, peeps. If it hadn't gone in, I reckon the ref would have blown up for a penalty. I, I firmly believe yes. that. Yes, yes, yes. And he might have sent someone off as well. Uh, well, yes. yeah, check. Yeah, check would have gone. 
which would have been yeah. a massive blow. Although Kudacini's a decent keeper, but hey, he might have missed the penalty and we'll never know. We'll never know. But I mean, Jose... We battered was, them. We, we, battered we did. Them. We battered them. I mean, we were very, very... They were very lucky. Uh, we were not. And that's the way that the cookie crumbles with these kind of t- tournaments. I mean, Jose did say... I, th- I loved his... Court. He was so caustic afterwards, wasn't he, JK? The best team... This is the first time he, we heard him say the best team lost, I think which he, he said many times throughout, you know, whenever we rarely lost under him. The best team lost. They didn't score a goal. One team played, the other one defended. And he kind of summed it up, really, JK. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interestingly, Good Johnson missed a sitter at the very end. Right. Yeah, he fired it across yeah, the goal. Yeah, yeah, across yeah. when it was easier to score. I went mental when that happened. And and the that actually was the reason that um, Kenyon then sold him the following season. Is it Really? Really? Fuck, yeah. that's a bit harsh. Yeah. Didn't think he was good enough. <sighs> well, it's this theory about getting every every, every player has to be a, a world class player. He 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 blamed him. Actually, used him. He scapegoated him for that. Uh, wow, uh, that's really harsh. I thought Good Johnson had a superb season. Only Frank played more. I games agree with you. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful wow, season. Yeah. Wonderful, not only yeah. but wonderful player. Wonderful, yeah. skillful. Um, but what only a terrific striker, a brilliantly skillful player. But I keep going on about how. All skillful, they all were, but yeah, um, that was uh, and that this was this was said to me by a couple of contacts who were who were friendly with the board, who uh, said that he 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 got really annoyed. He felt that there, you know there was a sitter and that you needed players who put sitters away, and that was a big game moment, and he wasn't up to it, so he was on his bike. Um, wow! But um, so he went to Barcelona, a small club like Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Fuck. Yeah, he clearly was at the end of his career going off to Barcelona. I mean, that is really nuts, isn't <laughs> no, it? No, he went to Tottenham. That was the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is really nuts. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. It was a bit, bit tasty afterwards, wasn't it, Mark? Oh, they were horrible. They were absolutely horrible. And you, you'd, you'd think they finished about 30 points behind us. They were... <laughs> Not really in the game, other than that early goal. We battered them for the whole period again, but they've got their first European final in 20 years. You would think they'd be delirious, over the moon, etc. But you come out afterwards, you're absolutely sick that we're not going to Istanbul, and they are. And they just want to have a fight with you. They're just horrible rats at times. They're really, really, you know, it's just in, you know, in them that they want to fight with you, and you just think, fuck off, you're in the Champions League final. So we just wanted to get the hell out of Dodge, we flagged the first cab we saw. You know, you come out of Adelaide, you turn left, you know, get down to the main road. And I don't know what it is about Liverpool, but every time you get in a cab, it always seems to be driven by an Evertonian. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it's probably reverse, reverse figures. And the cab driver, we got in and we said, obviously, we were staying in the, the Parkhouse Hotel in Waterloo. Um, and he just basically said, like, you know, how did you let the red shite win? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quite well indeed how did we very disappointing uh very very disappointing um last home game of the season was against Charlton and it was kind of a bit after the Lord Mayor's show in terms of the performance apart from one brilliantly hilarious thing which was Claude Makaleli who so underrated and under the wire had been one of our best players of the season almost you know the foundation of the success really but couldn't I mean he made um he made uh who, who who never scores for Chelsea now? I was going to say, 
Kovacic really, but anyway, he he he. But actually, like Mikel, who in many respects replaced him, could never score. McAuley, in fact, it was hilarious. Built on the DVD where Gallus takes the piss out of him, says he can't even score in training. He's just rubbish. Anyway, we get a penalty, and uh, they thought it'd be fun that McAuley would take it, and as did the entire stadium, as I recall. Which we were, we were in very buoyant mood because we knew we were going to see the Premier League lifted at home, and it was that was all very lovely. It was a party atmosphere, lovely sunny day. And uh, McAuley gets the penalty, much to our hilarity. Spanks it right down the middle and it gets fucking saved. And we thought, oh, for God. And then he put in the rebound. <laughs> and it was just delirium, wasn't it, JK? Yeah, and he's, he's, uh, he's mobbed by the rest of the players as a consequence. This is his first, first goal of the season, isn't it? This is his first goal. For, he has scored for Chelsea before, I think, but um, but uh, not this season. But it was great of them to give him the penalty, actually. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't Mourinho run down almost like 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 Porto at Old yeah. Trafford? He, he, he goes does, running he down does. the touchline. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does yeah. indeed. Um, yeah. Brilliant. And I mean, of course, the the tra- I've got video or photographs of this the crap because the phones were rubbish in those days. But um, lovely presentation that the the team of fifty five, the league title winning team of fifty five, got presented with the the league title trophy that they never got presented with in fifty five. Uh, all of those who were left alive, which was a lovely moment. And then they handed the Premier League title to, or the Premier League trophy to JT, which was just brilliant. And as Mark says, it was an early kickoff. Of course, they had, didn't we have the parade? We didn't have the parade then, did we? What happened after this? I'm getting, my mind's a bit blurred now. Well, they, well, they had the lap of honour afterwards. And then, then you had that sort of tractor buggy being driven round by the ground We, we had the parade a lot later, didn't we? After the, Wasn't it after the season? We didn't have it after the Charlton game. It wasn't after the Charlton game, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, you had Robert Hoos and Stephen Watt taking turns at driving driving this this track around. And I'm sure wasn't this the game where Mourinho throws his medal into the Matthew Harding lower and he throws his jacket as well? Yes, it is. Yeah. We we had we had the parade the next day because it was a Sunday. That's why I'm confused. I think I was basically yeah, yeah. drunk from before yeah. the Charlton match until Monday morning which is why yeah, my yeah. memory's a bit hazy. I can remember exactly where I was for the parade, though. I mean, I was I was in Eelbrook Crom- Eel Common. Common, yeah. You know. But I think the, the, the other thing, to, to Sky TV's credit, is that they actually put the game on at 12.30. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was the, so drunk, mate. That's, that's what I give everyone the whole day in the pub. Yeah, and we were, we were drinking in the Seven Stars, which sadly is no longer with us, on the North End Road. And I think I've even seen more recently during lockdown, I think when DJ was doing the special episode of the fanzine to raise money for the NHS, um, yeah, asked guys I've been going with for years of photos, and then you see all these photos again of all the celebrations after we won the league, plastic Premier League trophies that people are, people are holding up, etc. And it was just, yeah, thank you very much, Sky, for kicking off early and just gave everyone the chance to have a, a pint to toast the champions of the Premier League for the first time in fifty years. Indeed, yeah. Uh- yeah. We're now left with two two away matches to round off the season, um, which is against Man United away and Newcastle away. It didn't matter. We'd already won won the league. Uh, and I think uh, perfect timing by me. I, I seem to recall that shortly after the Charlton game, I went on holiday to St Lucia for a week or two. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, therefore, I missed, I missed the Man United and the Newcastle game. Um, Probably the best bit of the Man United game was... Guard of yes, Honour. The Guard of Honour. To, to their credit, you know, 
they, they did the Guard of Honor. They looked although... sour as hell about it. Come That's on. Sa- well, that was Ferguson, though. To his credit, it was the first time. Do... That was the first time yeah. that had yeah. happened as well. I think yeah. it's become a bit yeah. of a thing now, hasn't it? But it, yeah. that had never he, been. He made them before. do the Guard of Honor, and they hated it. They did. And I think some of them said it in books since. Yeah, I think Gary Neville has said he hated every second of it. Yeah, exactly that. They were schooled on the night. We romped home. And, of course, the the notable thing about that was the Thiago wonder goal from about 35 yards out, which Mourinho hilariously kind of goes, what what happened there? Now, the interesting thing about that is that uh, a bit of a naughty... You know that programme I mentioned, JK, about the greatest goals against Man United? Um the goals that we kind of rumbled around were the Jimmy goal under Ranieri, the absolute bullet, the exocet. Uh, Zola's goal when he left um, Pallister, Pallister and Irwin on his ass on their asses. Yeah. yeah, and this one, and I didn't want this one. I argued and argued. I said I don't want this goal. It's bloody meaningless. He just walloped it from thirty-five yards out, and that was. And Dan, who got me the Sally Hamzich signed shirt who was the senior producer on it, he said, no, no, you've got to have this because we've got to have the Mourinho story and Chelsea winning the league story. And if you choose one of the ones you want, we won't get that. So I got outvoted. And actually, in hindsight, I'm kind of glad he, he, he outranked me on that because he was right. You had to tell the Mourinho and the Chelsea winning the title story. And that was the goal to do it because it was against Man United, obviously, and it was up there and la, 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 la. So... Little small, small fact. Uh, Newcastle away. Uh, again, did it matter? One all. Uh, Jeremy own goal. Lampard pen. I presume you were at both of these, JK. I think that I went to the Man U game, definitely. But I don't think I went to the Newcastle game, which is bizarre considering I've been to every other single game. Did you go on holiday with me to St Lucia then? That was me tucked up in your bag in the monkey suit. Do you remember? I do now. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I think I just went. Oh, well, we've won it now. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, now. Take a day off, mate. Yeah, yeah. And also, I I so hated sitting up in the gods there. <laughs> well, who doesn't? So I just thought I think yes, yeah, so I missed that one. Well, yeah, which is a shame because I went to every other game. So. Well, it's a shame because you could have said I went to every. You could have said it was my invincible season. I went to every game, but there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. But I, I suppose part of it was going. I was saying. Yeah, I've seen, been to see them all and they've won it, so I can have a rest. Yeah. There you go. That was it. What a fucking amazing season. Um, So we won the league uh, by the re- the then record number of points, which was 95. Uh, we had the fewest goals conceded, 15. We had the most clean sheets, 25. We won. We lost one league match all season in in a game where I thought we were robbed against Man City away back in, God, it was October or November or whatever. Um, so we were really close to matching the Arsenal Invincibles. I wish we had, because it would have shut those pricks up forever. Uh, but hey-ho, we were 12 points clear of Arsenal, 18 clear of United. Um, we romped home massively. So, boys, is this the great... Was that the greatest season in our history, Mark? Yep. Yeah. No, no question. No, no, uh, no hesitation from no, you. No, no, no hesitation. A change in the order... You know, you'd had that period like the Arsenal Invincibles and Man United, still a very good side. Um, but we, we'd come along the previous season and I think if we'd had Mourinho the previous season, we'd have probably won it the previous season because Ranieri got us close, but not, not close enough. Uh, Mourinho was just different gravy, an absolutely incredible manager. The impact he had, he really was special. No, no question. He, that season, 
some of the things he did was just the difference between drawing a game and winning a game. And those players just went up a gear. They were good players already, but Lampard, Terry, Goodjonson had absolutely fine seasons. And then you had the whole thing about Duff Robin, Calvalio came in, Ferreira came in, Czech, you know, so few goals he conceded that season. Yeah. It didn't end well for Gallus, but Gallus was tremendous, very versatile player, playing in different positions. Joe Cole, it really was probably Chelsea's best ever season with an incredible group of players masterminded by an incredible manager. In his first season. In his first season yeah. in the Premier League. At times, he made it look easy. Mm. And I think we didn't mention it earlier, but he just seemed to have something about him. And we talked about the Barcelona away game. And the thing I forgot to mention, when he did the press conference the night before, he, he predicted the Barcelona lineup. Oh, fuck, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I forgot to mention that. Yeah, he, he did these things that were just incredible. You know, time and time again, you know, he just he continually... And that's why the press loved him. Yeah, he was box office. He was. No question. Something at all. magical about that, wasn't it? You just yeah. felt that the fact that he could do that. The confidence was so superb. Yeah. He was and he was the the perfect figurehead for, for that team. But it, the team was manufactured, as he said, in his own image. He he chose that team. The transfer window was was superb. And and as you said at the in part one, Chidge, we, we didn't know some of the players and we thought we were taking a punt, but on reflection, everybody that he brought in. Um, was just improved as the season went on, but were were greatly skilled players from the very beginning, and it allowed um, Frank to really express himself in the the best possible way. He absolutely flourished in that side, mm. and uh, was was uh, magnificent. He had a magnificent season, Frank Lampard, um, uh, as he did the following season, as he did subsequently in in every Chelsea season. He was just, um, but it was the beginning of seeing. Um, Frank as the as the greatest Chelsea player ever. Yeah, definitely. Was it? Was it? Was this? Is this the greatest greatest season of all time for us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the same I reasons, think, but, but also the the bizarreness of not even thinking about the fact that they got rid of thirteen. Was it fifteen players and yeah. bought 15 players, which was unheard of? And and the fact that he managed they managed to work out all the contracts and get rid of everybody was. Um, was similarly was was a was expertly done, and I think that must have been Kenyon, because they they nobody hung about. There was nobody there. They they, they thought well, we can't get rid of them because we'd never be able to get rid of them. They got rid of everybody. They got rid of everybody they didn't want and brought in every single player they brought in contributed to the success of the side. Yeah, and every single player had great personality and abilities, and uh, and that must have been in consultation in consultation with Mourinho. Um, several of them were his players from Porto, but um, uh, the squad that he then had was absolutely fantastic. And he he made them into um, a superb team. So not only were they individually skilled, they worked for each other. Absolutely superb. Yeah, no. and, and, and again, you should think about it, bringing it back to the Liverpool game. Yeah, He was like inches away from winning three trophies, because I'm absolutely convinced if we'd got past Liverpool uh, and went to Istanbul, we'd have won the Champions League. Mm, yeah, definitely. I think you're right there. No, I mean, I, I completely agree with you both. I think I think for so many reasons, it was it was our greatest season. I mean, even though we only won the title <laughs> and the League Cup, you could say, 
and we've done better than that subsequently, it was our best season because of what it meant. And starting with Mourinho, I mean, his effect, I mean, he really was special. I mean, he just, but I think you were, you were both saying he disrupted the Ferguson-Wenger hegemony, uh, yeah. which was massive yeah. at the time. He took the pressure off the players. He predicted we'd win the title against Bolton months before, if you remember, let alone predicting Barcelona's lineup. He instilled this all-for-one attitude, the tactical awareness in game uh, tweaks that he made, and he got the best out of the players. You know, it was brilliant. Check Lamp. Um, sorry, just to say, the, the, and also the purchase of Jarosic. Yeah. It's really important. Did a job for us. The one thing that he felt was missing was the yeah. ability to deal with, with taller, more bullying yeah. sides. Yeah. So he brings in a very tall midfielder. He doesn't play in all the games. No. He plays in the games where he thinks he's going to yeah. be really really impressive. probably tells him that too when he bought him you know it's mm. superb superlative man manager i mean check lampard and terry all i think emerged as world class world class that season uh, uh jt won the pfa player of the year i mean jt scored eight goals in this season he was always cropping up scoring goals he scored one more goal than kesman yeah, we were good at set pieces. Yeah. We were good at corners. We yeah. were a threat. Yeah. I mean, you know, JT was brilliant. Lampard, imperious, top appearance maker with 58 appearances, goals 19, our top scorer, and Chelsea's player of the year. Uh, we talked about Czech uh, having a record number of clean sheets, 25, but he also won the golden glove. Duff and Robin in full flow. And then when injured, uh, Joe Cole came to the party. Uh, the Lampard Drogba link was forged this season. We see this over the next few seasons, how they worked so well together, both scoring and assisting each other. It started this year. Ferreira and Carvalho, quietly effective, but absolutely brilliant. Gallus, so versatile, was a centre-back, but moved to left-back when Bridge broke his ankle. Could Johnson, as you said, he went up a level. Makaleli, the absolute foundation of it at all, and we hardly mention him. Um, massive wily nows from from a lot of those players that were brought in. Um, you know, I, I just think, you know, this was the year, the foundation was laid this year of what became our greatest ever, I forget the greatest ever season, this was the greatest ever team we've had with the spine of Czech, Terry, McAuley, Lampard and Drogba. You know, that is without doubt the foundation of our best ever side. Um, and this boring nonsense should be scuppered now once and for all okay we had 11 one nils during the season but they were interspersed with six scores of four and as we said we're not allowed to score more than four under Mourinho but we were not boring we played some fantastic football we saw some of the greatest games we've seen ever at Stamford Bridge the Barca 4-2 and the Bayern 4-2 I would put that up there as well um, un- unquestionably I think our greatest season and I have to say boys what an absolute fucking pleasure it's been talking to you both about it. I, I mean, school night or not, it's been too much fun. And I thank you hugely for it, both of you, Mr. Jonathan Kidd and Mr. Mark Meehan. And I thank everyone that has stuck with us because th- this is a marathon. So if people have listened all the way through, thank you very much for listening. And I hope you've enjoyed it, listening to it as much as we've enjoyed doing it. It has been a fabulous time, fabulous I hope, season. I hope it gives you a window into what we were feeling at the time which was uh, you're buffeted by thinking, is this just going to be a Chelsea season that runs out of energy? But at the same time, you're you're riding it because you realise pretty early on that this is possibly going to be something special. And as the season goes on, you realise it is. And then you realise it's one of the great, possibly the greatest season that Chelsea have ever had. I couldn't agree more. What a lovely note to end on. 
Uh, we've got a little plugette because we haven't had a chance to do this for a while, having not been doing any shows thanks to Ye Olde World Cup. But we have another another Chelsea fancast and the Troubadour presents. And this time it will be an afternoon with Jason Cundy. Yes, indeedy. Uh, now, it was originally going to be in December, but uh, uh, because Chelsea uh, are playing a friendly, Jason's going to be working with Chelsea TV. So we had to move it. We've now moved it to January the 15th, which conveniently will be after the Crystal Palace match so you can go to the match and then come and join us in the troubadour which is a fantastic place you can only fit about 50 people in there so it's quite intimate so it's a nice little community of people who listen to the show that we have that come along you can drink your hearts out after the match it's a great venue lovely friendly venue very intimate and uh, me and jk will uh, be sitting with the great Cundy, who of course you will know is a great mate of mine. Um, so he'll be hopefully nice and relaxed and will tell us all sorts of naughty stories about his time playing for Chelsea in the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, in a, as he often says, you know, what it was like to play with Chelsea when we were shit. And he said, I know, because I was one of them, is what he often says. But he's great value. He's a huge hoot and a lovely, lovely bloke. And we've had him on the show many times before, as you probably know. Um of course, he'll also be talking about what it's like working with Talk Sport, which will be quite a revelation, I suppose, and uh, and Chelsea TV. I mean, Jace in the media in Talk Sport, for example, is brilliant in the fact that he flies the flag completely and utterly biasedly for Chelsea, and uh, he repels all red borders, all those idiots on Talk Sport who support uh, Liverpool or United or Arsenal and indeed Spurs. So uh, we've got to love him for that. Uh, the doors will open at four. So, I mean, the match will be, you know, fizzling out by then. So basically just get get there as soon as you can. We'll probably kick off uh, the, uh, the, the, the chat with Jace at about half four. We'll look back at the Palace game, obviously, and then we'll have a live Q&A throwing it open to anybody who's there to ask questions of Jace. And, of course, we'll try and save you a little bit of time for a meet and greet. If you want anything signed, just want to have a chat with him, buy him a drink, whatever, you can do that too. Tickets are 20 quid and they are available at ticketweb.uk. Uh, and it's at the Troubadour Club, which is in Old Brompton Road, uh, next to the... Is it the Pembroke Arms, Mark? Oh gosh, I was drinking in there after. I think the it's last the Pembroke, well. isn't it? So I mean, I think it is. Yeah, yeah you used know, to be, used to be I think the Colhern years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah. we'll get kicked out by seven because they have gigs on in the evening after us. But you can carry on the drinking in the Pembroke. Simple as they, you have, know. they, they have jazz clubs, don't they? They do jazz, nice. Jazz, nice. So there we go. So please, please come along. You won't regret it, Mark. I mean, they're fantastic. We've done all, we've done a couple of them now, and they've been absolutely brilliant, haven't they? Oh, they have. I think anyone listening that hasn't been so far, the, the Kerry Dixon and Pat Nevin ones were absolutely fantastic. It's just fantastic. It's a really, fantastic. really love, lovely venue. You'll be kicking yourself. We want to do these on a regular basis. And Cundy will be great. I want to ask Jason a, a question. I want to know what really happened on that coach back from Sunderland in 1992 when we got knocked out of the FA Cup. And for some bizarre reason, soon after... We decided to sell Jason, Kevin Wilson, and Clive Allen in the transfer window. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, you know, I I, I want to ask him if he remembers what was written on the East stand after we did sell him, which was, I believe, bring Cundy, bring back Cundy, wasn't it? It was bring Cundy back. Bring yes. Cundy back. Yes. Like, always get yeah, it and, and, and they used to sing it in the shed, like bring back our Cundy to us. They did. They did. We should sing that. We shall serenade him with that. Yes. What um, a, what a, what a fine idea. We we, we, we have. Go on. No, you, you go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you finish. No, I was going to say, we, we have a few people that can probably sing. 
Yeah, JK can sing. Yeah. yeah. When, bring when... back, bring back. That kind of thing. Yeah, That's something that like thing. that. When I yeah. when I I had him as a guest on the main Nuts TV show as well as the one that I had him presenting on, and uh, I, I organised this. I absolutely didn't tell anybody, but I got a load of people. They're all been in the pub, pissed, and and we basically just barged into the live studio, uh, the you know the studio set, which was live TV. And uh, I mean, I know it's Spurs, but it was appropriate at the time. But we all started singing Candy from the halfway line, Candy from the halfway line. Because, of course, he scored, he shanked that goal in from the halfway line, didn't he? I think it was for Spurs. Oh, he did for, he did for, no, he did, didn't he do it for Ipswich? Was it for Ipswich? Oh, that's, for that, Ipswich, that, yeah, that, yeah. that makes it slightly better then. But yeah. we, we sang that and he nearly wet himself laughing so much because he knew I was the ringleader. Uh, he, he's great fun. Do come along. It's lovely to see you. We get to meet and have a drink with you too, which is actually, for us, half of the fun. Most of the fan casters turn up. Come along. 15th of January, after the Palace game, at the Troubadour Club. Tickets are 20 quid uh, each from ticketweb.uk. You know it makes sense. Um, you boys have been nothing short of fantastic. As I said, I've really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to... Ne- I mean, it just gets better and better in a way, doesn't it, over the next few seasons? It's It's quite... Can't wait to do them. We'll do another one before the uh, football comes back, I'm sure, uh, at the end of December. Um, But until then, um, thank you so much for listening. We will be back with you soon. Up the Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea.